What is up, Pump Fake Nation? Wow. And Fight Club League members. Thank you for joining the Pump Fake Podcast. Proud supporter of the Pump Fake Multimedia Conglomerate Industries Incorporated. I am Benny P. And join with me, as always, the succulent Patrick P. P. Sweezy, say what's up to the people. Succulent. Wow. What's up to the people? What's up to the people? <laughs> Our goal is to cover all the content, headlines, and notable topics and matchups from the Fight Club Fantasy Football League. We make no promises on time. <laughs> That's a for sure. Fact. <laughs> it's a for sure. Yeah. Uh, Patrick, tell us what is on the docket for tonight. We've got a beefy one for you, boys. We always seem to have As that. we always do. We're going to start off talking about some trades. We're going to get a few uh, Fight Club League members on the pod with us to discuss oh, yeah. some trades that happened. We've got Eric J. We've got Davis B. And then we've got a we hater. tried Evan S. We tried Evan S, but it was a do not disturb situation, or his yeah. phone died. I don't know what the situation is. Who Hopefully knows? Hopefully he's safe. He's down in Florida. I hope that all is well. <laughs> all is well. And um, then we're going to get into a few of some headlines from around the league. We're mm-hmm. going to get Kevin on the pod. Get a little take from him on how he's feeling after having four weeks in a row, God. top point scorer of the Ooh, league. Ooh, he's hot. And that is out of five weeks. That's four out of five weeks. Top score in a row. Then we're going to get into some waivers. And we're going to talk about our thoughts on some of the decisions there. Some of mm-hmm. the spend decisions that happened. And awesome. whether we agree or disagree. Then we're going to get into our big old review. Talk big about last week review. in depth. Juiciest part. That was so juicy. Then we're going to get into our quicker pick em. We're going to go through every matchup this week and give an update on where we are on our season against each other and our heads up for the Pacquiao chip. Yeah, for those of you guys keeping score, I mean, yeah, we'll go through the pickums. But here's the thing, all right, to conclude our little intro before we get started. We're trying our best to just give you guys what it is you want to hear. That's right. Forget the gods. Forget all the hearsay. Forget all the other stuff. Let's just talk about what, what happened over the course of the last week in the Fight Club League. And let's get into that. So that's right. the goal of this podcast. Hopefully, this is the best podcast yet. And get some interviews on the pod. Get some other yeah. opinions we're be able from to break the that league. and get that technology going. So we're excited there as well. That's right. I don't know. I really hope that you guys enjoyed it. I feel like I worked my hardest on this podcast. What do you think about you? What do you think on your end? For sure. I mean, I feel not, like this is genuinely the hardest that I've worked. Yes, hardest. Um, working smarter, um, hopefully, and not working as long as normal. Although still pretty long. <laughs> Let's hop into it. <sighs> we're trying. You do not talk about Let's get into some trades. All right, we in here. Uh, thanks for joining us. And uh, we're going to dive right into some trades. Let's get into it. So we had a lot of trades happen. Over the uh, over the course of this last week, mm-hmm. one of which uh, Eric Johnson was a part of numerous. So what we want to try to do is actually get Eric Johnson on the podcast right now. This is high tech technology, um, <laughs> yeah. high technology technology, high technology um, technology. So yeah. let's give him a That's ring. Right, let's see it. if he's uh, let's see if he's available. Let's give it give it a try.
Hope he picks up. It's awkward if he doesn't. Told him I was calling around this time. Yeah. Probably getting set up. Eric J, this is Benjamin Pompelli with the Pump Fake uh, Podcast, a proud supporter of the Pump Fake Multimedia Conglomerate Industries Incorporated. Um, (laughs) What up, buddy? (laughs) What's up? How are you? You are live. Unexpected call. Yeah, you are you are live on the pod, my friend. So say what's up to the uh, to the league. This is this is the first call in we've had on the podcast this season. Wow, I'm honored to be the first call in. Hello, league. Excited to be here. You caught me at a great time. Um, just pulling into my house from Bible study group. So um, I'm full of knowledge, full of wisdom, um, and ready to pour into the league. You know. Yeah. Could you tell Patrick what you guys studied tonight? Um, actually, actually we didn't, we went off curriculum <gasps> and we actually just like went around and, and shared testimonies. So oh, sick. Uh, heavy night, but, but it was really good. I mean, Hey, that's all you can ask for. Patrick P. Uh, I just want to make sure that your mic's working. I want to make sure that everything's here. Can, are you good over there? I'm great over here. G- great to have you on the pod, Eric. Excited yeah. to hear your takes on a couple of these trades that we saw happen this week. You're really moving and shaking out there. Sometimes you gotta move and shake. Um, I think if there's if there's anything that we've learned from this is that yeah, in your in your current situation where you're at, your team needed to make a move. Obviously, with your new profound wisdom from Bible study and testimonial relief, I know that you're gonna bring a lot of insight to this podcast on what it is not only that you're seeing for your salvation, but also what you're seeing for your <laughs> seasonal future. And I can account that I, I just I just know that about you. The season future that is also in need of some salvation. Yeah. Absolutely. Wow. Well said. Mm. Absolutely well said. So, Eric J., we want to get right into it. We don't want to waste the uh, the league members' time as they've obviously given us a hard time about content that we do and do not provide on this <laughs> this year podcast. Um, so, yeah, let's talk about the first one. Let's talk about the one between you and Davis Berrios. Okay. And so, tell me. So, you are receiving Tyler Lockett and AJ Dillon, and you're giving up Jamar Chase and Shuba Hubbard. Okay. Without really pouring into all the stats and all the details, tell me what you what was your vision whenever you decided to make this trade? What were your goals that you thought that you accomplished? And was there a prior trade to that that maybe this counter trade came to conclusion? Where did you guys start? Yeah, so it's interesting because it actually came together pretty quick. So my thought process, like I knew I was going to be working the phones most of the day. Um, I knew I wanted to make some moves. Clyde was out. Uh, Michael Carter's on by, mm-hmm. um, running thin. So I was like, today's the day. Let's see what's out there. And so I texted Davis because I was looking for some RB plugs. And I was like, well, Dylan's had a couple good weeks, which, you know, we might come to see we're, we're outliers. But right. his numbers in terms of, of utilization and being out there on pass ground looks decent. And I can stack him with Rodgers. Right. So I was like, you know, if I have to play an RB who's going to suck, which is likely going to be the scenario I'm in this week, at least if he catches another passing touchdown, I can double up. Like, let's go for a high ceiling here. Um, good. So I kind of sent that to Davis and just said, hey, like, you want to move Dylan? I'm going to maybe try and stack him. And he was like, yeah, sure, you're going to do Lockett and uh, and him for Chuba and Jamar. And I was like, yeah, sure. And that was about all the talk there was because I think wow. from my perspective, too, Jamar has been great, but I was sort of looking to sell high on him because – I mean, it's been five weeks and he has five touchdowns. Right. I don't, I didn't really think that was sustainable, um, especially as, as Higgins gets a little bit healthier. He might get some more of that coverage. I could, they could end up being a total idiot trade. Maybe Jamar is going to just blow off and be uh. a top five receiver this year, but 
I was expecting some regression there. I like Lockett. He's going to struggle with Geno there for sure, but I still like him as a longer-term play. Um, maybe I'll regret the Chubba piece because, you know, if McCaffrey doesn't play this week, then that's right. going to end up being a pretty stupid move for sure. Well, um, but was trying to take a little long-term look. So that was my thought process there. Okay. Yeah, that was my big question was, was Lockett. How worried are you with uh, losing Russ for a while and, and Geno – and subbing in there, are you? Are, do you think his production is going to go down, or do you think he's going to more lean on Lockett as the veteran of the group? Yeah, I think Lockett will still be able to put up good numbers because I think even in you know short time, you saw him try and throw stuff out there too. Um, and it's still a good receiving core, like with Metcalf and everyone that teams have to cover. So I have faith that he can still put up numbers. And part of it too is I have faith Russ is going to try and come back pretty quick. I don't know all the details on that injury, but I think Russ is the type of guy who's going to want to get out there and play. I think this is the first start he's missed. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I was going to so say. I he does he's not miss. He's going to want to get back out there. So, again, even still with Lockett, it was a little bit of longer-term perspective on how good I think this receiver is going to be for the rest of the year versus what I think Jamar is going to be able to do going forward. Yeah. 100%. Is there any part of you that uh, – and then we'll get into another little piece here off of this – off this trade um that thinks jamar's the jamar chase is the real deal and that you did give up like you know potentially like top 10 wide receiver coming alive in cincinnati or did you kind of see that as a sell high um i convinced myself there was a sell high yeah (laughs) (laughs) there's definitely definitely a part of me laying in bed at night that's thinking man what if jamar chase just has that rookie year it's just like 1300 1400 yards 10 plus tds and that's going to look back and just be totally foolish. Yeah, yeah. there's a piece of me that definitely thinks that. <laughs> yeah. Good, good, man. This is this is great details. This is what we want to talk about. Um, so this is good. Let's move on to the uh, let's move on to the other trade. Uh, moving your namesake um, in the league. Rebrand. So definitely definitely some rebrands re-brand. that do need to take Kevin place. W. Yep. Kevin W. I got a rebrand. I'm, yep. I'm going to need another graphic. Tiz is going to need another rebrand as well as Chuba is way out of there. Um, <clears throat> but. We'll get to that later in the pod, but for the meantime, let's. Uh, so you are receiving Keenan Allen, Noah Fant. You're giving up, like we said before, your namesake Darren Waller and Jerry Judy to the likes of Evan S. Um, we'll talk about the trade, and then we'll talk about you and Evan S. in a second segment. So obviously, here's two things that I kind of pointed out. Waller's getting all the targets, but from a fantasy perspective, is not really panned out as a, a well as a top tier tight end. I mean, I'm not saying that he's still top five and he's still pluggable and you're not playing anybody else, but he's not what we thought, but he's getting all the looks. So it's a ceiling of like, eventually he's going to explode for a couple of these games, but you selling at a low point to someone who looking for a solid tight end moving forward with all those targets, but getting Keenan Allen, who also is kind of underperformed. So how did you guys reach this package deal? I know with Evan typically deals start off very very shaky and they usually fall apart break snap and never work but you guys seem to do this so i wanted to see how did you uh, how are you able to actually get a deal done with evan s yeah so i'll say me and evan s had lots of discussions lots of different packages that were out there we wow. went back and forth on a lot of different things and ended up settling on just this two for two swap um and i actually think i probably like this trade more than the one i did with davis mm-hmm. um I think, you know, you started talking about Waller. I think he's going to get those huge targets, but in terms of, you know, value above your next level replacement tight end, I just didn't think it was 
a ton of value from what I'd seen. Yeah. I mean, the Raiders are a little bit in shambles, and now with Gruden, who knows what's going to happen with that franchise. 100%. And Great I think, point. I think Fant is maybe eight, eight tight end right now, um, but still been good, and I'll go big data on you for a second. Um, Please Fant, do. Like I think has been in routes. He's ran route on ninety-one percent of their passing plays, and his targets per route is almost twenty percent, which is really like an elite target share for tight ends. Wow. Um, it's not Kelsey or maybe Waller, like what we saw from Andrews, but it's it's pretty good up there. So yeah. my perspective was, if I'm dropping a little bit here, but I've still got a serviceable tight end who's going to put up what I need, which in our league is really just about eight points on average from your tight end. Right. But I can get. Keenan Allen, who's got a lot of high upside, could go off for 20-plus, especially with my RB situation being what it is. That seems like something that's going to help me out. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. I, I love your wide receiver core now, for sure. Jefferson, Lockett, and Allen, that's a great starting front. Williams with the knee? Just saying, with right. Keenan Allen. Oh, sure. And yeah. Now Williams hurt, and Williams another regression candidate. I mean, do we really think Mike Williams is going to be that good all year? Exactly. Maybe, maybe not. Um, so, yeah, that was kind of my plan, knowing that if Spies on IR for at least three weeks as soon as he was actually having some decent games. And once he comes back on by, I'm playing like an RB3 in Carter, probably. i got to get some players who have high upside and who can go off for big weeks and cover the gap that my RBs are probably going to put up. Yeah, absolutely. You got anything else? Yeah, no, I think, um, yeah, to, to get Noah Fant off of Evan, pry a Bronco out of his cold, dead hands. You had to replace a Bronco with a Bronco. You had to with another Bronco, yeah. You had to. <laughs> right. <laughs> you had to, yeah. And I still think Judy will be good. I think he's slated to come back, like, not too far in the future, so that could be a good piece for, for Evan going forward. Right, and especially with him being 3-1 and one now, it's kind of like, or is he 4-1? and one? Yeah, 4-1. and one. Again, one of those things that <clears throat> when you're that far ahead in the league from a win standpoint, all you're trying to do is raise your floor. So Judy being a guy that when he comes back in is going to raise your floor. Waller being a guy with those targets that's going to raise your floor. Less, less, vol less volatility in those slots pieces. So, yeah, that's good. I, um, I don't know. I've only that was, got that was one good. win. I've only got one win, but it's over heaven, and it just feels so good. Well, and I'm glad you bring that up because that's the last thing that we kind of want to talk about, talk with you before we let you go. Is um, is there was some slander, some outright slander, uh, <laughs> that happened in the league, and my we're using my phone, but the screenshots are actually in our shared thing. If you want to pull them up, uh, there was quotes of right. Evan guaranteeing a win over you week five. Yeah, he mm -hmm. also was um, he also was. Let's see. I mean, he he really did brutalize you ver verbally over the group me, and so for you to come out victorious in this, I want to ask. I mean, he said that there's no rivalry, and he had a lot of back talk about it. Uh, but obviously, you coming out victorious in this, what uh, what other things are you pulling away in a season that started off in shambles and is really starting to take a turn? All that in front of Evan's face, someone who was undefeated at the time. I mean, is there any other silver linings that you're pulling from that? Yeah, you know, I'd be lying to say it doesn't feel great. You know, I, I see the smack talk in the group me. I, I absorb that. You know, I take it in stride and just know that my actions will speak louder than words. 100%. And when game day came, Love my that. team showed up like I knew they would. Um, again, it's going to be tough because that's the only win of the season so far. <laughs> um, but, you know, it's it's just brutal out here. You know, I, I take the slander in the group me and I accept it based on my track record, both 
figuratively and literally on the track here. <laughs> um, and but it's just brutal. I mean, you. I mean, Connor showed it at the draft. Most points allowed by a fair margin over a lot of other people. And then this season starts off no different. I barely lose to none other than Patrick in the first week when yep. Justin Jefferson clearly scored a touchdown. They don't give it to him. And my QB put up three points. I could have started any other QB in the league, and I would have won that week. Or about, like, three or four backup QBs who even had more points than Aaron Rodgers. So we're not catching very many breaks out here. Um, but it does feel good when you do, and it comes on Evan. Uh, that almost makes up for it. Yeah, 100%. You got anything to add to that? Absolutely. No, it's just it's great to see, um, you know, there was a lot of talk of Evan saying there really wasn't a rivalry. It's more like UK versus Louisville, blah, 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 blah. Then you smack him in the face with a big dub. It's really great to see. A team that's, you know, yeah, exactly. You're, you're, you're vying for a uh, uh, number one spot in the power rankings if you're Evan S. Um, trying to, to plead your case against Kevin, and um, then you just get smacked in the face. It's just great to see. Great to see. I yeah, appreciate what you did in the league. Everyone loves it. It's great content for the league. We knew we all wanted me to win. And whether they said it or not, we were all rooting for me. So <laughs> to, to have that come out for the league, hopefully we'll be able to put up more of it. All we're really trying to do here is stay out, out of the suit this year. That's the only objective for our franchise. That's all we care about. Yeah. And we're, we're hanging on by a thread right now. We're up there. We're not in last. So... We're going to keep trying to piece it together. Yeah, I envision your team not sucking as bad as Griffin's team will or maybe even the Tisner, Tisver organization will over the long run. So uh, with these moves, I will say you've definitely put yourself in position to not be in the suit. So well, good management all around, and uh, we appreciate your time. We're going to let you go, okay? Yep, absolutely. Love being on. Love the work you guys are producing, the time you put into making content for the great league. Thank you for having me on. Eric J., love you. We'll talk later. See, See you, bro. Have a good Later. All right. Well, we really appreciate Eric hopping on the hopping on the pod with us. Loved that content. Loved. Uh, I mean, yeah. I mean, just someone from the very, very bottom of the league having that kind of intellect. It just speaks to how how good our league is. Mm-hmm. If he's the worst, and <laughs> and we're the. I'm kidding. Uh, just giving him a hard time. You're the worst. Right. I am currently the worst. Yeah. Um, for sure. And we all know that my intellect is, well. yeah no so air j thanks again for joining the pod i know that the league is going to love that let's go ahead and jump on to evan s we're going to get his take on a few things i'm going to call him right now and get his take on the trades let's get in there so be answers leave your message for five zero two three one four five two five two I mean, that's literally just bad timing, right? He's just calling us. He's, he's trying to call us. He's got me on Do Not Disturb. Evan oh. does not know that this call is coming. So, hold five, on. Zero. This isn't going to happen, is what I'm starting to see. You're going to do this again, it's going to do the same thing. Please leave your message. Yep. So he's the ty- Okay, so here's what we know. He's the type of guy that puts his phone Do Not Disturb at night and um, just puts it straight through to voicemail. I'm a little surprised. Can't say that we didn't try. Cannot say that we didn't try. So... That actually will conclude our trade segment as I guess we're not going to call up Davis right now and get his thoughts. Um, I guess we could try. Do you think I should try Davis? Give him a call. Sure. Why not? Hold on. Well, just bear with us. Knapsacks. My phone. I'll go ahead and tell you. Evans will say, I won the trades. Um, 
Eric got lucky beating me, that type of thing. So we basically just had the talk with Evan. So then we'll call Davis. Here we go. Davis Berrios, this is Benjamin Pompelli with the Pump Fake Multimedia Conglomerate Industries Pump Fake Media Podcast. Uh, you are live on the pod, my friend. How are you? Oh, my gosh. Did I win? Did I win? <laughs> <laughs> we wanted to call you real quick. We just got off the phone with Eric J. I, I don't want to take up much of your time, but I do want to get your thoughts on the trade and give this content to the to the people. And so we talked to him and got his opinions. But uh, to review really quick, and again, I have not asked if this is okay that we talk for less than five minutes, but I'm going to just keep rolling with it until you hang up on me. So the trade was you send over Tyler Lockett and A.J. Dillon, and you receive Jamar Chase and Shuba Hubbard. Do you mind sharing with us just your uh, your general thoughts about the trade, how you and Eric Johnson came to the conclusion on this, and uh, and what your vision was moving forward with this trade? Yeah, yeah, well, uh, obviously I'm trying to win. I understand you wanted to get the amateurs uh take on the trade and now you <laughs> i love me. it spice that's um, <laughs> fired all, all credit to all credit to eric he's the one who that sounds just me. like the end um, of a football game whenever they say like yeah they were a terrible team but honestly we've got to give them a lot of credit for all the things that we <laughs> failed to do <laughs> like, yeah um yeah we're just trying to get out there and uh get a win eric approached me with the um with the trade initially, uh, he said, hey, what do you think about A.J. Dillon? Uh, would you be willing to trade him? Right. And I said, hold on, let me get a chance, and uh, I'll come up with an offer. And I sent him that offer over, and he said, yeah, I, I think I could do that. And yep. uh, it was as simple as that. Normally, trade negotiations get a little more complicated, but uh, it was pretty pretty nice working with Eric on that one. It's good to hear that we're hearing the same story from your side. Uh, Patty P. here, by the way. Um, Pump Fake Multimedia Conglomerate Industries Incorporated Podcast. Uh, we are here. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, we do want to hear your side of things. So, were you worried at all trading over Tyler Lockett about with losing Russ? You think his production is going to go down? Is that kind of part of why you're willing to part with him in in lieu of Jamar Chase coming in? Yeah, um, I would have valued Lockett a little bit more had. Wilson been healthy and uh, you know nothing had happened to him but who knows how long he will be out um, I think they're saying four weeks optimistically so I'm not having uh, as high of hopes with Lockett I think DK Metcalf is the going to be the prime target especially with Geno Smith there on the Seahawks um, so I was okay with uh, letting Lockett go for a trade like this yeah. I think uh, Jamar Chase is a big upgrade um, in that circumstance yeah, Burroughs looked good, and I definitely think the high end of yeah Jamar Chase could be the the tilting factor in this trade because I did think it was pretty fair. Uh, obviously, you getting Chuba is a value to your team, unlike anybody else's with CMC out. So not having to spend the fab and still getting this replacement, I think, is a huge move for you. I do want to hear the story on A.J. Dillon, though, okay, because I honestly am never going to pay attention to A.J. Dillon. Uh, I don't even know that he exists, and – I guess what I want to, as someone who's owned him over the course of these last couple of seasons, where is he getting his touches and how is he even fantasy relevant and in in trades, but also in starting lineups from week to week? What is What are you seeing with A.J. Dillon and how did that work out? Yeah, A.J. Dillon has interesting value. I think uh, second-year player, didn't, too bad, didn't do too bad last year when 
I think that was just one game he started when AJ, uh, when Aaron Jones was out, and he did great. Um, <laughs> and he he had a great game this past week. Uh, he looked really good. I don't know right. if Derek was feeding off the hype of just one week. Um, I think there's also been some rumors out there. Uh, I don't know how base they are. In fact, that something's wrong with Aaron Jones, and maybe Eric uh, is picking up on those or being hopeful about those and trying mm-hmm. to snag AJ Dillon before something comes comes to light about Aaron Jones or he goes down. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. So do you, do you feel like you won the trade, or do you feel like it was a fair trade, or how would you assess it from your point of view? Um, from my point of view, I love having Chuba Hub. Um, because it it looked initially like Christian McCaffrey is a full go uh, at the beginning of the week. Um, Wait, you listen to the full now, go podcast? Now it looks a questionable. Do you so listen I'm, to the full I'm go podcast? Glad right now to have him. Sorry, I was speaking over you. One of the classic technological problems in our generation is talking over somebody on a Zoom call or a phone call. God, it's my worst enemy. As we learned with the Manning broadcast. Exactly, that's what I'm saying. Um, well, yeah, but I think the I think the trade was pretty even. Um, I might have edged out a little bit, which I, I think you have to have to hope for that if you're right. going to accept a trade that it's going to help your team more than keeping the players that you have. I don't know. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I thought it was I thought it was fair as well. Just uh, you getting Chuba is huge for you for right. sure. I mean, with with being the McCaffrey owner, and you've got a lot of upside with Jamar Chase, and then. Him having uh, Tyler Lockett, which may be a, a dip in production with Geno under the helm for a while, but then the upside of A.J. Dillon, if anything ever happened to Aaron Jones, I think there's a lot of balance there. So I think it was a, it was a fair trade on both sides, but it makes a lot of sense for both of you, I think. Yep. I would agree. Well, Davis, we appreciate your time. We appreciate your intellect. We appreciate you being a part of this league and making it that much better. Uh, we're going to let you go now. Don't want to take up much of your time, and we certainly don't want to create a long podcast because Lord knows we'll hear the end of that if we make another two-hour podcast. So we're going to hop off you. Again, we appreciate your time, brother. Sounds good. Uh, happy podcasting. Can't right, wait to bro. hear it. Davis Berrios, everybody. Thank you again, Davis, for Davis. Hop- Davis. Uh, Davis for hopping on here and uh, and giving us that side of the trade. That's what the people want to hear, and we're we're excited to bring it to them. So. Yeah, we're going to take a quick break. All right, we back in here. We're going to move into a new segment. Headlines from around the league. Yeah, so we're going to go ahead and touch up on these noteworthy things. So let's go ahead and move in. I'm actually going to give K-Wall a call just because. What are you laughing at me for? Would you say they're notable? <laughs> noteworthy? They are. Let's get Kevin on here. Let's get Kevin on the line. All right, we got him. It's ringing. There he is. <clears throat> is he going to answer? Does he expect our call? Uh, I think I told him that I might call him. only one who didn't anticipate it was Evan, so maybe it's only fair. I was talking with Eric. Eric wanted to do some trade talk. and Yeah, what do you want? Kevin, this has been with the Pump Fake Podcast. You are live on the Pump Fake Podcast. This is again been with the Pump Fake Podcast. Pump Fake Multimedia Conglomerate Industries Incorporated. Just to be clear, this is also Patrick P with the Pump Fake Podcast. Pump Fake Multimedia Conglomerate Industries Incorporated. All right, so Kevin, let's cut the crap, huh? 
That's right. Yes. We are here with the. Can you get that? Uh, I need an intro here. Can you? Can you? Ben, can you get that little? Uh, yeah. Here. Shut up. Hit the auto tune. Oh yeah. You're you can't one. hear it. You we can't can. hear it, but we hear it. And then let me sing for you. Hold on. It's my deck in a box <laughs> with Kevin. Yeah, that's beautiful. That's good. Thanks, guys. Boys, let me just say it's, it's an honor to get called here at uh, it's 10.20. Honestly, PM. I need you to – hold on. While you're on here, let me go ahead and throw the uh, – let me go ahead and throw the Kyle Chandler on here if that's all right. Oh, yeah. Let me tell you something. Give me one sec. In this session, let me <laughs> hey, every let me tell you this, and don't forget what I say. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Hey, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. I'm telling you something right now, Kevin. You're gonna let me tell you something before you start in. Let me tell you something. I'll tell you something. I'll tell you something else. It's a really long clip. It's still going. All right, we're finished. Everybody, leave me alone. I'll shorten them up eventually. Is always worth it. Yeah, it's always worth it. Let me tell you something before you even start in. All right. Well, buddy, you're on the pod, and why we're bringing you on here is because here's the thing: if there's anything that is a headline in our league, anything that's notable, <laughs> anything that is a headline in our league is the fact that you've gone four straight weeks as the league's highest scorer. Okay. Now, no one saw. Andrews going off for 30 some odd freaking points like he did on Monday. Sheesh. But the title remains yours four straight weeks in a row. All we want to do in this podcast and in this moment, again, I won't take up much of your time, is we just want to hit on how are you feeling running four straight weeks like that? Tell me, tell me, uh, tell me, I don't know. Tell me what your, what your fantasy heart is telling you and what your fantasy soul is speaking to you right now. Let's not try not to make a big fuss around here, okay? Oh, a weeks, humble, level-headed Kevin Wallace here. Four straight weeks, the highest points. Four. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't know what I gotta do here, guys. Um, well, I, I mean, you know, I, I bench, I bench guy, like I bench players scoring twenty plus. I, I know that. I know you, that. you had a total potential points of two hundred three point three eight points this week. <laughs> So, you know, it's just, it's coming to a place where it's, it's just not fair for the rest of the league. Mm. And I mm. might, next week I'm, or this coming week, I might, I might tone it down a little bit, but who's to say? <laughs> so, uh, just not start know, a flex. This, this old train, there's, it's not slowing down anytime soon. Um, I know the boys are special Been been talking to them and, uh, the clubhouse where we're ripe and we're, we're just, we're just here to have a good time, but also really, uh, <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know what to tell you. It's just a uh, special, special year. Special year. It's a long way from your first week of 109.82 points. From then, it's been 160, 132, 166, 165. I mean, it's not even fair. It's not even fair what you're doing out here to us, Kev. Tell us what happened from the first week and the inspiration uh, or the inspirational speech that you gave after the week one uh, outing from everybody? Well, you know, I just... Uh, I did you pull a lot from Kyle Chandler? First week. Did you pull a lot from him? Did I what? Did you pull a lot from Kyle Chandler? Of course I did. Come on. I do that every week. <laughs> Tell me what you told your boys after week one. That's what I want to hear. That's what the league wants to hear. They want to know how to get their team in line the way that you've got yours following your every, every whim. Here's what I did. 
I said, let me, let me tell you something. <laughs> let me tell you something, boys. We're going to need something to change here. <laughs> and you know, what, you know what? Let me tell you. I'm going to do something. I'm going to make a trade. Oh, yeah, there he is. Mm. We need somebody new here. Somebody kiss some balls. Somebody from Los Angeles. Los Angeles. Let me, let me tell you something. Let me just ring it. Bring it, Cooper Cup. Bring it, Cooper Cup. He's going to get on this football field. He's going to win us some games. Mm, and you know, that's uh, the rest of history. So that trade really kicked off the uh, trajectory of the highest points for the remainder of the four weeks we had going on here. Yeah. Yeah, what and, I'll say uh, on that, Kevin, is that, uh, and then I'm going to let Patrick ask you a question. Um, bring in a new person into the lineup. Okay, bring in a new person onto the squad. Uh, I've seen in history, uh, times past, that bringing somebody like, I don't know, a voodoo Tatum onto the team, um, you know, really can cause a lot of turmoil. Uh, inner, inner team, um, you know, inner team distress and honestly do a lot of harm to the team. But you saw something in Cooper Cup that nobody else did. Uh, tell me what you saw in him and told, tell me what you, how you knew he was going to be a, a great team member for your team moving forward. It's the freaking swag. Are you kidding? Have you seen the guy? Dude's incredible looking. And he's got the California boy going like, man, he's just a cool dude. And uh, there's a stat that really outshined them all. The um, the yardage after contact really is, it, it's the highest in the league. And it has been mm-hmm. for years. And... Uh, you told me about that. I remember you telling me about that. What was the uh, what yes. was the stat? I've got sources. Okay, you don't have to give them up. I'm not going to make you give up your sources. And then uh, and then you've got my guy Stafford back there. The new change, um, a quarterback, slinging them, and uh, I'll just tell you what, it's it's special. So I I knew that having having old Cupster on my team was really gonna motivate the rest of the boys and now derrick henry after week one he saw he got motivated big time like a tim riggins some would compare him to like a tim riggins domino effect the rest of the guys just they really went off so i don't know what to tell you it it's special these guys really believe in each other yeah i said they believe absolutely and that's what i was gonna ask you about is this this beast derrick henry um, putting up through five weeks the most rushing attempts of all time in league history. Do you f- foresee that continuing on? Do you think he's going to keep up this pace throughout the rest of the year and keep just dunking on people on your squad? It'd be insane not to. I mean, you can, I mean look at this guy. Look at the, I mean, the numbers he's putting up. It's just unreal. He's a beast. And he's not getting injured. Can we talk about that too? Oh, we, you probably shouldn't talk about that. You probably shouldn't say yeah, that out loud. We should not bring that up, Kevin Wallace. We should leave that alone. Ed does not want to talk to you. Uh, uh-uh. no, thanks. Uh, we're we're uh we're fan big fans of Susan. We love. Susan. <laughs> we're big. She comes in. She comes in often. We say, hey there, Susan. Come yeah. on in, girlfriend. Make yourself at home like every like since since week two. I just I tell you she's she's just really enjoyed being being around us. Would you like to uh, Would you like to talk to Susan? 
I would love to. I'm not sure how that, how this is going to work out. But, uh, Kevin, I'm here. Yeah. <laughs> God, Susan, it's great to hear your voice. It's good to hear yours too, Kevin. I'm just so thrilled that you're on the podcast tonight. I'm curious where Bing goes every time. Susan yeah, it's he steps out. Conversation, he... but that's neither here Susan, I just want to say, um, you've just been a real a real gift, a real gift in our clubhouse. Oh, you're, you're so welcome. welcome. I just we we do not um, see any reason you don't just need to keep coming around. You just keep coming around, and. Uh, you just uh, keep doing your thing because, girlfriend, we we are just really really scoring some points out there. I don't know if you've heard we've we've been the highest points uh, for the past four weeks. So you know. Oh, I've heard. Oh, and let me tell you, I'm not going to stop visiting, and I'll make sure to keep Ed away from your team. Okay, sound good, Kevin? Love you. Blah blah. Bye bye. X O X O. Hey, come on now. We're not going to play games. We're not gonna play church. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, Susan went ahead and head out. She gave you. Uh, she ah, told me to tell ah, you that uh, that ah, she we'll, loves ah, you. We'll, we'll see her again this week. Yeah, yeah, she, we'll does, she does this every week. Yeah, I think it's fair to say that Susan's dropped a lot of deuces with Derek Henry right in the next room. <laughs> I think it's fair to say that. <laughs> a lot of deuces. A lot of deuces. Um, okay, we just wanted to sit down and have a chat with the uh, with the resounding number one team uh, manager in the league. Make sure we got your take. But uh, as always, I appreciate you. Love you. Um, I know um, we appreciate your time. And obviously, I know that you're pouring over film these days. But uh, to take some time out for the Pump Fake Podcast, I really appreciate it. Yeah, I'm watching some Squid Game right now. And I finally understand Connor's reference with the honeycomb uh, thing. So any any more deep cuts like that, Connor, appreciate that um, on episode three. So uh, we'll see where, the, where it goes from there. But that's what I'm what i'm doing right now um but yeah we're, we're making history boys and let's make it a fifth week in a row huh <laughs> sounds good i think it's never been done before we're gonna go ahead and uh send you on your way we love you i'm gonna let you go doop, doop. peace out see you bud see ya <laughs> all right kev we really do appreciate your time on the podcast thank you for uh i mean again taking time out of your busy busy schedule uh, and running all those points up on everybody to, yeah, just hop on the pod. Yeah, just taking some time away from just throwing ducats of points out every week just to talk to low lifes like us. So what we'll do to kind of conclude some of the headlines that we've got from the league is uh, is I do have a few things that I noted throughout the week that I think are worth talking about for league's sake. Let's go ahead and talk about, Patrick, uh, the power rankings duel that happened between Lucas and Connor F. Oh, yes. It was freaking fantastic. Was I couldn't have read those things fast enough. Content overload. It was so great. Honestly. And so for that to happen on Thursday, right, like in the middle of me watching Thursday Night Football, I was just like, yeah, it was, I was in the euphoria. Absolutely. I mean. Um, I want to ask you, mm-hmm. do you feel like one of them was better? Absolutely not. They were both equally amazing. Very good political answer. And I'll jump right on the board of that. I'm right on the back of that. <laughs> Honestly, no, I'm not kidding. They were both fantastic. And all we want to say is that we appreciate both Connor F and Lucas producing some top tier quality content. I mean, that's just grade A through and through. For sure. They had a few differences on their opinions, which made it that much better. Yes, honestly. Absolutely. So it was just it was nice to see the different takes on people's teams. But overall, they were pretty close in step with 
um, the actual rankings. There was a few differences in the front and the back end, but yeah, throughout most of it, I mean, it came together. So yeah, absolutely. Um, we're gonna jump to uh, the next topic here, if that's all right. Let's get in there. Next topic is the voter who done it. Okay, and I just want to oh, make yes. sure that we're not losing anything in the week's time. I mean, there'll be stuff that drops tomorrow, and we'll talk about that next week. But a lot of times, the things that happen right on the heels of the podcast often gets forgotten. Mm-hmm. Okay, and so I want to make sure that uh, the voter who done it that we did, and the what is it called, deductive reasoning that we did on the podcast. Sure. Yeah. That, Sherlock Holmes. I mean, honestly. Yeah. That we acknowledge what happened. So we identify that there was four voters. I may or may not have known that going into the podcast. <laughs> four voters that did not vote. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so we That's had right. to identify what those were. Eric Johnson, you yeah. know, nights, uh, uh, candlestick in the kitchen. He came right out and said, yes, I did not vote. Yep. What was his reasoning behind that? Do you remember? Mm. It was very aggressive. I don't recall. Like I don't got freaking time. for. <laughs> for like, yeah. He said, he said you should look inward. You, I should not have to, um, Ah, uh, that's right. I shouldn't have to make okay. content for you, basically. Good stuff. Which okay. is fair. Fair. I mean, 100%. Very fair. And that's exactly what we've done, and we're trying to change this podcast up for everybody else. Yeah. All right. Eric J. Griffin Fulkerson was the last one that would be identified and the best one that would be identified because he chimed into the group me with, what's going on? <laughs> <laughs> and it was like, it was literally like, uh, eight and a half. Calm down. I, I know. It was fun. Pipe down. But uh, pipe down over there. But no, he chimed in asking what was going on, which identified in and of itself that Griffin is obviously not following the group me message for message. Sure. Which okay. it can be hard to do at times. A hundred percent. Not blaming anybody, just calling people out. Right. <laughs> just freaking <laughs> nailing people down. Number three was Tisver. I know right. that on the front end, you said that there's a good chance that Tisver may not have voted because he's a part of the night shift or he yeah. has different schedules and stuff like that. He did confirm. Come to find out it was COVID. It was Coco. He was, was Popo the for the Coco. He's Popo Coco, which we we did know. So no, that's no. three. And then what was our final one? Kevin. Kevin Wallace. And he said, F these notifications. They're coming at me, all these polls. <laughs> I can't keep up with all this crap, which is fair as well. <laughs> Honestly, and being at the top of the league, again, we both said this. There's very little chance that he thinks that this league is even worth his time at this point. When you're at the top, I mean, yeah. can you really take time for the peasants? The air up there is very, very crisp. I thought you were going to say the air up there is very, very rare. The air up there is very, very rare. That's exactly what I thought you were going to say. But yeah, I just wanted to throw that in there. We've identified who you are. We've identified the people who are not always in the group me. So for the record, if you're needing Eric Johnson's attention, Tizra's attention, Griffin's attention, and or Kevin's attention immediately, do not use the group me. Sure. And, or make it worth their time. 100%. All right, let's move on to the next topic. Let's get in there. <laughs> Last thing that I want to kind of discuss with you, and we might double up on this a little bit in the review, but I just wanted to make sure you confirmed with me earlier that Evan S. did indeed, well, let's talk about this, Trey Lance's value moving forward. Mm. As Evan S. has continued to push and push and push, trade block and trade block and trade block, that he is on the block and that he's trying to get rid of him. Uh, I wanted to see, did he offer you anything for Trey Lance? He did, absolutely. He, he offered me a trade of Trey Lance for five fab dollars, mm. which I quickly rejected. Um, 
I wonder if he offered that to multiple members of the league. He did. Point. Let me confirm that he did. He did offer it to me even after me and him did get in the group me argument, the fantasy argument about me trading Ezekiel for Trey Lance up upright, which he did deny. Right, did you see course. that in the group me? Yes, of course. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, I did offer him. And everybody was able to see in the league. Zeke wouldn't even start on his team. Zeke, straight for Trey Lance, to which, again, poor management, and obviously why he's going to, you know, spin and go down the slippery slope that is a losing streak moving forward. Um, it's and, the old adage of don't burn bridges, right? Don't burn bridges, because right. as soon as you do, maybe amazing um, stagecoach comes down the road trying to cross your bridge um, <laughs> with Ezekiel Elliott on board and um, now you I just ask it. him for Trey Lance and he turned it down again yeah. poor management move by him sure. but Absolutely. Uh, even after all of that yes I still find in my inbox Trey Lance and five fab dollars yeah uh, how would you respond to that I, I wonder how you would respond the way that I responded was I countered it uh-huh and I said I will take Trey Lance, and I'll sure. give you a dollar, but you have to give me six dollars. Right. So Trey Lance plus six dollars to take your one dollar. Just to net Trey Lance and five dollars to my team, and I would do that trade. So and he's I did pay you. I'm not kidding. I counted that and sent it. Trey Lance <laughs> and five dollars to me for one dollar, or and I'll do it or six dollars. Mm-hmm. So did, I did he, send. He that. didn't accept that. He did not accept it. He okay. rejected it yeah. again. Poor management sure. from someone with the most fab dollars in the whole entire league. Mm. You know, I'd like to think that. You would. Um, but that concludes that topic. We don't want to waste too much time talking about <laughs> crap stuff. So uh, Trey Lance for everybody. Uh, Evan S. is trying to get rid of him. Do you think he ends up on the waiver wire? That's actually a good question. Absolutely. I mean, I've heard the 49ers come out and say Jimmy G is our starter, even whenever whenever he's healthy, no matter what Trey Lance has got going on. And Trey Lance is dealing with a knee injury as well. So um, I don't think right now there's a lot of great outlook for him. I think in the long term, Trey Lance can be good, but not right now. Do you think out of spite – Evan S will keep Trey Lance on his team just to rebuke this t- or rebel from this podcast. Uh, I mean, he definitely could. It seems like right. That would now be poor own. management, though. It would be poor management yeah. to do that, but absolutely, he could do that. Okay, let's move on to the next topic. Come <laughs> on. Just all right, buddy. So for the last topic here, we just want to touch on Patrick P. You find yourself easily in the worst position in the league. You are the last and final team, lowest in the power rankings. Um, lowest points. Lowest team, uh, lowest managerial position. Well, I wouldn't agree with that because I was the best manager this week. Fantastic. 100% in my 100%. lineup. 100%. A, a record. A record 100%. I mean, at least tied the record. Right? I just want to get your thoughts. How do you feel uh, on, the given, on any given Sunday looking at your team and – yeah, I don't know. Just walk me through where you're at. And you've been here before, and you've gone into the playoffs with points four. We've been here. That's I've been right. down this road, so I'm not ruling you out. Exactly. But it's just, okay, where you're at being the the lowest on the totem pole right now, how are you feeling? Yeah, it's frustrating. I mean, the first four weeks for sure have been pretty pretty poor. Uh, but this last week, my team actually put up a pretty good showing. Um, I felt like we had a great chance to win, and then Justin Herbert stepped onto the field. Um, him and his flowing locks. Gosh, him and his flowing locks, his Anakin Skywalker face, um, as we found out in the group me today. Um, Pretty good, actually. It's very good. Um, and he ripped my soul out. Um, oh. uh, because the rest of my team outscored Connor's team by 29.7 points. Mm. Um, and then Justin Herbert comes out there and throws up a 53 bomb, and it's all she wrote. 
So her cousins did what? 18 points. Is that right? Something annoying. Yeah. Like 18, something points. annoying, <laughs> something annoying, like 18 points. Um, yeah. And then, yeah. So it's very frustrating. Uh, I do think my team can be good and I've got a lot of great pieces. I had a lot of great production this week. I'm over, I was 135 points or whatever it was this week. So I think the future is bright. Um, but right now it's digging out of a hole for sure. So I appreciate you sharing with me. I know it's a deep, dark place that you're in, and uh, I hope, if anything, that you don't have to be in the suit. Uh, do you foresee yourself getting in the suit? Do you no. foresee yourself on the track running in a jig suit? Not, not quite yet. I, I still think there's there's hope for this team yet. I do think with some bye weeks and stuff, maybe some moves need to be made this week. Um, so I am interested in, in the trade market for mm-hmm. sure, looking around. Um, Kamara's on a bye. Cordero Patterson is on a bye. Um, so that's a rough couple losses for me. So I'm looking to make some moves. So, Yeah, and I'm glad you brought that up. One last thing as we close out this and our headlines. I did want to say, headline is, buys do start next week. So mm-hmm. we are there. We are officially at uh, week six where buys are in play. Uh, that does knock out Ridley for me. I hate Two that. weeks in a row. Uh, seriously, though. And, I mean, we'll see how this, this Williams injury pans out. But, yeah, losing him two weeks in a row and getting the loss. Mm-hmm. I mean, we'll see what happens if I get two losses because of this trade. I mean, in theory, if he would just, you know, produce uh, an average of what he's doing, you know, 10 to 12 points or whatever he's been up to, Ridley, that is. Yeah, it would be interesting. Mm-hmm. I could have used him last week uh, in place could've. of A.J. Green. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, yep. wish he could have made the trip to London, but it's whatever. So, yeah, bye weeks are in effect. Are you are you anticipating any activity in response to bye week? Anything early in the bye weeks shifts? I mean, perfect example would be, like you kind of said, you've got some pieces to move and you're not willing to give up wins at this point in the season. Do you anticipate some other people in your situation, Griff, you, um, Tisver, Cook, making bi-week adjustments? For sure. If I'm leading the league in record right now, I'm looking at these lower tier teams, right, and seeing who do they have on bi. Mm-hmm. They're a little desperate for a win. I'm going to give them an offer for maybe a star player that's on bi. And vice versa, if I'm in the lower point of the league, like in my case, I've got a Kamara and a Patterson on by. Can I shop them around for maybe somebody I can get a week's of value to try to get a win now? So I think there's a lot of trades that could happen this week as the week closes out before Sunday starts. Um, that's what I'll be looking forward to is if that is the case. Yeah, 100%. Awesome. Well, I appreciate that, and uh, thanks for being honest with us, touching up on a few things here. Let's, uh, let's go ahead and get out of headlines and get into our next segment. Sound good? Let's get there. We're going to take a quick break. All right, we back in here. So we just want to touch on real quick a little bit of the waivers. So yeah, let's talk about them. Um, Devontae Booker was picked up for a forty-five piece McNugget, forty-five dollars. So and I mean competitive bids all around for sure. Eric with the second highest bid of forty dollars, so a five dollar difference there. Great purchase. Now, well, sorry, great value. Mm-hmm. As far as the bids are concerned, tell me what you think about Devontae Booker moving forward, New York Giants, replacing essentially Saquon for a couple of weeks. Obviously, Luke is the one with Saquon gone. Right. And that's why it makes a lot of sense for him because he picks up Booker. He's got that starting job nailed down, and he did look great in relief of Barkley last week. Got two touchdowns, was getting some work in the receiving game, getting some work on the carries. So, okay. so I think it makes a lot of sense for him. It's interesting because for all that to happen and for us still to have, so let's just label it, 
that's the handcuff that you need. I don't mind Luke making that move. Mm-hmm. And, a, and a, a good bid overall, him go ahead and getting that piece, right? So we can leave that alone. Sure. Part of me doesn't believe in Devontae Booker moving forward, but sure. part of me brings into question. He's not Barkley, for sorry, sure. Sorry. Um, I'm just, no, you're, I'm just saying he's not Saquon. Right. Like, he's not a one-for-one trade-out for Saquon, but he is the handcuff. And what I'll say is that there's been questions about the Dallas defense all season long. Sure. There is all from week one. And so for two players to have really good games and Kadarius Tony going mm-hmm. for a 42 piece right. to Alex Cook, I want to get your thoughts on $42 for a wide receiver, the next closest bid being 35 again. Eric Johnson getting in there, getting in the mix but just not having enough to get it done. Tell me what you think about the Kadarius Tony. This one was Jeremy shocking to me for you sure. Shut your mouth when you're talking to me. All right. I, I just, I forgive me. I can't remember a receiver going for this much. I know Kadarius Tony's having a little bit of a breakout here, but I'm looking at these stats. Like it's crazy. He was going for a huge game. And then I know he got thrown out. He got thrown out of the game for throwing a punch at a guy with a helmet on. That's how you know that you have a premier intellectual player. One that will punch a helmet. Yeah, 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 with a bare hand. Love that. Um, But, man, yeah, having a wide receiver, first of all, that plays for the Giants with Daniel Jones throwing him the ball. And second of all, he's a rookie. To throw that many dollars at him, I just cannot remember a time where this many dollars have been spent on a receiver. But maybe I'm wrong. I've seen some large dollars spent, like we were talking about, on tight ends and things like that. That were very questionable. All right, I get it. Jason Witten. Thank you. Uh, Benny P. It was a um, lot of money. Stupid. But Kadarius Tony, yeah, and I don't know. Maybe I'll be eating crow here, but I think this is a huge overspend, and I don't think Kadarius Tony's going to anywhere near keep up this production the rest of the year, uh, especially because he was playing when they've got injuries on the squad, they've got other things they're dealing with. Whenever this team's full strength, does Kadarius Tony keep this type of production? I don't know. I doubt it. Here's my take. I'm out on this. I don't trust New York Giants receivers. I just don't trust them. And you know why? It has a guy. It has something to do with a guy named Daniel Jones. Mm-hmm. Okay, and he's been well. And people have thought that he's done well uh, in relation to what he did last season. But he's been doing a lot through the ground. He's been using his legs a lot more. They've integrated a lot of like you kind of bet on him rushing for more, more the over under yardage on him rushing. Yep, has been surprisingly beneficial for you. I did. Um, all that to be said is that I don't believe in Daniel Jones. I don't believe in New York so my take is I'm out I think this is a waste of money I think that he there's a good chance he drops under three points next week with the, against if, the Rams with Ramsey even, yeah, yeah even if he plays I because I, wasn't there an injury on his ankle or he's something definitely like got a little injury he's dealing with he's limited um I, I well, wasn't he suspended is he even going to be able to play in the next game you think he was suspended for throwing that punch I don't know have they come out we don't really know I have no clue if he plays are. just for the record I want to be clear here if he plays I've got him for under five points Okay, that's great because yeah, he's he's definitely going to be getting all the business from Ramsey next week if he's the number one receiver. Out I don't there. even think they're going to put Ramsey on him. Just because you have one good week doesn't mean that you get the premier. Well, it depends on whether or not the other Sterling Shepard yeah. and all these different guys play. Exactly. I get it, but yeah, Shepard's back limited, so maybe he's back out there. Yeah, it's it's we'll see, but I've got him busting for sure. So I I don't think this is a wise purchase. Uh, I appreciate the effort from Cook going out there, and I'm not giving him a hard time again you use fab to try to buy yourself a win if you think this guy is going to get you a win he needs it really really bad i completely understand that's fine i'm not going to roast him for it sure but i certainly do not uh, i'm not on with uh with with that purchase so what do you think about 
moving on here. Evan S. paying seven bucks on Christian Kirk and having nobody, nobody as a. Uh, I love it when I can flush seven dollars down the toilet. Personally, yeah, yeah I just uh, he was right looking to get rid of Fab with me or trying to gain some Fab. But again, he is the leader in Fab this season, so he does have Fab to burn. I love it. Honestly, I have seen firsthand that money is a great conductor when starting a fire. So if you <laughs> sure. just burn it, it'll help you sustain maybe um, some success moving forward with your team. A spark. But in all seriousness, I do wonder what the thought process was. I mean, it's not like Christian Kirk's even coming off of an explosive game. No. It was his highest game of the year was week one, and then he had 13.9 points at week three, and then he had one point and 7.6 points on 54 I can see it on Cleveland's stats. defense. I can see it at Houston. There being some outings, but you're, 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 it's a gamble with them. Evan, if you want A.J. Green, someone who has gotten consistently six targets every single game except for last week, I'll give him to you. So just, just send me some fab or something, and we can work out a trade. But, yeah, Christian Kirk, waste of money, waste of fab, just an all-around bad pickup. Yeah, I'm just wondering why he was so high on him uh, this week in particular. If he would answer his phone, maybe we could have got his thoughts. Sure. But, but he didn't. We don't. So for those reasons, we're going to go ahead and conclude the waiver talk and move on to our next segment. Peace. All right, we're back here. We're about to get into our review. Kind of hurts my throat. Yeah, it makes sense. Uh, let's get into the review. This is going to be the longest part of the segment. We want to dive into everybody's team, everybody's matchup. We want to make sure that you guys know and hear our personal thoughts and that you feel like your team is getting talked about and any notable things that happened in the matchup. So let's dive right on in there. Uh, I want to ask, which one do you want to start with, my friend? Well, the first one I have on my list is Evan and Eric J. Let's go ahead and dive right into that. Again, wishing that Evan S. could have picked up his phone so we could have dived into the rivalry talk there evan s did have a guarantee for week five which we did dig up took a lot of time for me to find it so that is a guarantee that did not work for evan s i also did want to point out all right Mm -hmm. in this matchup i did call on the group me for record exactly what happened in green bay Mm because when evan s got snappy with me snappy Mm -hmm. he got snappy with me sure he said how can you talk from both ends of the spectrum you're saying that they're going to run all over him but then you say that Aaron, Eric Rodgers is not going to have a great game Aaron Jones Aaron Rodgers was not going to have a great game oh, okay. like a super duper game and I also said that Aaron Jones is not going to have a great game mm-hmm. I called it to the carry okay Okay. at the end of regulation uh, they were within two points of what I kind of projected and it's exactly what happened so just want to say that Evan S. I was right wow. and you are an idiot superior knowledge again reign supreme on my so from your take, Evan S. lost, and he was not—he was inferior to you in the knowledge of what was going to happen in that Packers game. Happens all the time, but yes. Yeah, okay, got it. Last thing I want to kind of talk to you before we get into the team specifically in the matchup mm-hmm. um, was— well, no, actually, I'm going to leave this. So to get to the general overview before we get into the details, Evan S. versus Eric J., this was a sleeper favorite. Believe it or not, Patrick, uh-huh. Eric J. was favored in this matchup. Can you believe that? From the beginning? Yes, from the beginning. Okay. Before Thursday night kicked off. Wow. The difference was a uh, plus or minus 35 points, which I consider to be a booty whoop smackdown. Eric J did beat Evan S by 35 points. Wow. And they moved into their overall record of Evan S being four wins against this team and Eric J having two. So a four to two uh, record. Okay. Let's go ahead and get into the matchup. Ready? Let's get in there. Tell me what uh, tell me what you saw on Evan's team that you liked. What I liked? 
Well, that's harder to find. <laughs> nice. Um, there were not a lot of great uh, production this week out of his team. There was DeAndre Swift, I guess, is the lone bright point for me because I can't – what's so frustrating uh, just – having experience playing Evan last week was the Jalen Hurts garbage time. I know. The garbage man is a real thing. Garbage man is a real thing thing for Jalen Hurts for sure. Um, But But they won the game. So I was asking myself the same thing. Like, how is their garbage time when the game was close? Sure. That's true. That's true. Uh, It just seems like... But I know it's true because I watched the same thing. I was watching Devontae Smith the whole game. Yeah. Jalen Hurts doesn't put up any production until the very end of the game, whether it means a win or a loss or whatever it is. You're going to be sweating it out for three quarters if you're yeah, a Jalen Hurts owner. 100%. Um, but, yeah, the rest of his team just did not look great. And so my big question is, was it touchdown regression from his team? Um, did he front load a lot of touchdowns, a lot of points early in the season to make him look like a powerhouse? Um, and then touchdown regression is catching up to him. For the record, I'll say that I'm not going to fold on Evan just yet. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I think he does have a solid squad, and if anything, the trade pieces that he has made – Make him again. His ceiling has increased just a little bit. Less volatility there. True. He's made uh, trades this week that have changed his team up a little bit. Yep. But uh, yeah, garbage man. Tough to watch him continue to produce the way that he does. One thing that I did want to note is that on the Swift trade, did a little bit of research. I think that's a good trade for Evan S. Moving forward, obviously with the twenty point outing that he did have this game, but then also the Bengals D giving up in the next week matchup that uh, that Swift does have. Bengals D giving up 22 points to James Robinson in the last week and 22 to the Steelers the week before that, Najee Harris. This is a Bengals defense? Yes. Wow, I'm surprised to hear that because know, the Bengals have been tough this year. They have been. And defense. so I thought the same thing whenever I was thinking that this was going to be a negative. But a positive for Swift moving forward is that it looks like people are able to get movement on that defense. So wow. it might be a good thing moving forward for Evan S. So I, I wanted to pile on and kind of add that thing to that team as well. Sure. What do you think about Justin Tucker? three points this week that's the namesake of the team that's the leader of the team three points yeah that's him, not going to get the job done it's not going to get the week the job done on a week-to-week basis but i did touch base with that he is still the third kicker in the league so i'm not makes you want to get rid of kickers if anything it makes well i would say if anything great timing all right the reality is he was going to take an l this week anyways sure go ahead and get your bad matchup out of the way um, one thing i want to talk to you about is evan finds himself in what is considered to be a uh, Antonio Brown hokey pokey. You put your Antonio Brown in, you mm-hmm. take your Tony Brown out, you throw the Tony Brown in. And, and the crazy shake. man goes crazy. Exactly. Yeah. And so obviously he made some trade pieces, but do you think that Evan consistently finds the start for AB moving forward consistently now? You know, I mean, what we've seen in the group me is that Evan S has talked about being the best manager and how that makes a difference between elite managers and poor managers. And this I've heard week, that a little bit. And and this week, he was a poor manager. He's got his best player on the bench this week. What um, else was the uh, What else was the review notating on him? The the weekly report. Yep. Yeah. So it also would notate that he was the lowest scorer of the week, and that's a tough one to swallow. Mm-hmm. You know the wide receiver bencher bench of the week, which which factors into that. And then his team was below expectation by twenty one percent, expected to score one twenty eight, and he had one hundred one. So it's it's a tough week all around for the Evan S squad when they're vying for the number one spot in the power rankings in the league, yeah. and really trying to campaign his name out mm-hmm. there to go above 
Kevin's and just not able to do it. So is he not clutch in the moment? Is that the is that what we're finding out? That's I the question. The moment, I think the moment was a little bit too much for this manager. The spotlight was too tough. The the team folded under when the lights were the brightest. Is that what you'd say? Yeah, I would 100. percent I don't want to put words in your mouth because I wouldn't say that necessarily. But would you say the lights <laughs> were so I had bright? The problem that he cracked under pressure and that he couldn't get it done. Whenever people were talking about him being one of the superior teams in the league, yeah. Not that he's outside of the top three or the top four conversation, but he definitely did not make the most of the situation this week. But he was barely top 12 this week, you would say? Uh, no, he was the last one. Yeah, yeah. So top 12. Yeah. Um, barely top 12. <laughs> All right, let's move on to Eric J. All right, so Eric J. takes down the victory on this one. Uh, again, a booty whip smackdown of, uh, of of great proportions, 35 points. Rodgers, uh, I, I went ahead and notated here, Rodgers is not the 16th best quarterback. If I'm looking at a positive on this team, he's not the 16th best fantasy quarterback. And the that, next four games. Yeah, that week one. Is oh, I know. I know, I know it yeah. hurt him. Mm-hmm. But even the weeks before that, he's still not producing at the level that I think Aaron Rodgers will. Sure. The next four games stint, what I've got for him is looking for Huge games, Bears, Washington, Arizona, and Kansas City, Seattle, and Minnesota, and the Rams. Okay? Mm. All of these, look out for Rodgers moving forward because quarterbacks have had great outings on the plus minus, more or less. There's usually always anywhere between three to four touchdowns a team on these kind of matchups. Sure. Yeah, and just an overall look on Eric J's team. I mean, putting up 136 points and Clyde Edwards-Alaire goes down after just scoring mm-hmm. 3.6 points on the week. Yeah. that's 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 got to be encouraging for the rest of the pieces that you've got around you, although some of those pieces are now on different teams um, and other trades have been made, but we have also, in discussion with Eric, seen that these trades are probably pretty good for him. So, Yeah, we talked about him earlier there. on the pod, so glad to get his take on that. Uh, I will say, I mean, something about Jamar Chase, it's uh, – it was a sell-high approach, and I get that. Mm-hmm. But having Jefferson as your backup core wide receiver and being a top-10 wide receiver, showing a floor of a minimum of at least 10 points, and, uh, and I mean, that's got to be encouraging week-to-week, week, and a minimum of seven targets a game. Yes, please. I'll take that. Yeah. So he's, he's sent out Jamar Chase because he knew that he had the wide receiver depth that he needed to go ahead and replace some of the voids in that lineup. So I think a solid move by Eric J. moving forward. What's yeah. something you did not like about his squad? You I can't, can't find, find anything. anything. I can't find it. I'm looking. I'm looking across this team. I can't find anything I didn't like. Um, the Let me only... tell you something that I do think. Okay, hit me with it. The return of CMC looms large over this organization. Is that will need an RB depth? Now again, they made trades to make this work. I'm not sure that AJ Dillon is the fix for that, mm-hmm. but they did have some RB depth issues. And uh, and again, we did talk about that on the trade. I'm not sure the pieces that he got are going to fix that problem. But his wide receiver core has also been strengthened through the moves that he's made. And we'll see if Noah Fant pans out to be just that slight regression from Waller moving forward. Sure. Going forward, that would be the only concern. This week, there was not a lot of concern other than the injury to Kyler Hilaire. Hilaire. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, now his running back core is Hunt, Dylan, and Carter. And that is... Hunt's done so well. Bro. Hunt has done great. A.J. Dillon, that's a question mark. I mean, obviously, if anything ever happens to Aaron Jones, his ceiling goes way up. And then Carter... It's tough. You're on the Jets. Right. You are not really getting a lot of opportunity, but maybe that uh, maybe that opportunity goes up in the future. We don't know. But that running back depth yeah. is tough going forward. One thing before we get out of this matchup, I want to ask you, all right, and I'll be candid here. Is this a blue ball situation? 
for Eric Johnson? Expound upon that, please. Yeah, sure. It seems there's some momentum here that could really, really help Eric. You know, two trades that I think really has made his team better overall. Mm -hmm. Uh, It gets the organization excited, and rightfully so. But it also could lead to an ultimate implosion and leave him worse off than we found him to begin with, which was pretty bad. Mm. Okay? So for the league's sake, I hope that it works out for him. But I'm just saying with be on the lookout for uh, uh, to be hyped up, more or less, to be very, very excited, and you're going to get a little busy, a little mm-hmm. action. And then if this turns into a couple weeks straight up losses, even if they're close losses, true, it's really, really going to be uh, detrimental to, I think, the managerial position that Eric's in this in the, in the fantasy league. That's true, because if anything, you really rely on your running back core to be your floor each week. And so you've your wide receivers, they're going to have, even the best wide receiver, even Devontae Adams, is going to have an off week. So if all of his wide receivers have a mediocre to poor week yep. and his running back depth is not enough to carry him, then yeah, he's going to have some boomer bust weeks. And the question will be, is that going to be sustainable for him going forward or is that going to tank his team? Yeah. Sweet. We'll be on the lookout for that. We're rooting for, uh, for you, Eric. We're not rooting for you, Evan. Uh, and we hope everybody, yeah, we'll hope that you guys have a, we'll review our pickums here in just a little bit and tell you what you think about your next matchup. Let's move on to the next matchup. All right, let's go ahead and dive in here to our next matchup. We've got the likes of Davis and Kevin both joined the pod earlier today. Great to get their takes. A little bit of uh, information in this matchup. This was a sleeper favorite. They had Kevin favored. Okay. The difference in this point total was a 35-plus point, so this is considered what we call a booty whip smackdown in the biz. Mm-hmm. They moved their record from 0-0, never played each other before, to Kevin taking a side edge to 0-1. I did title this matchup the King of the Jungle. <laughs> right, of course. Can you tell me why? Uh, I just felt like we really did crown Davis King at the beginning, and mm-hmm. I think Evan's come on strong to announce to the league that he is the king. Gotcha. They're going to only be one king in the jungle. Mufasa. Okay. Some notable things that I do want to talk to you about. We already did talk with Kevin about his four straight weeks of most points. He's unconscious at the point Sheesh. at this point in the league and is undisputed the number one team moving forward at this point with Evan S falling off like a loser. So we already talked to him about that. I did want to talk to you, Patrick P., real quick. Three straight losses for Davis. How are you? How concerned are you for this organization moving forward? Man, that is my question as well, is does he rebound? Um, he's got some highlights. He's got, you know, Tom Brady, who is always going to be throwing up points, mm-hmm. 50 points this week as well. Jeez, unreal. Gosh. But then there is the return of McCaffrey looming right. yeah. and the trade of Hubbard as a, um, you know, a, a uh, release valve, yep. as you might say, for um, this team. Um, but the question mark that I have for you is Eli Mitchell. Uh, I actually have it on here as well. Um, you know, he's only at eight points this week. Yeah, at eight points this week. Eight yeah. points this week. And so is, what's the future outlook for this waiver ad? One of the biggest waiver ads of all time, right? Uh, definitely um, have it read, noted here is uh, Elijah Mitchell. Best waiver pickup of all time. Best waiver pickup of all time or biggest waiver bust of all time. I, uh, that's the way I would word it. <laughs> <laughs> well, with me picking up Sermon, I actually have some uh, some stakes in this now, and Sermon did not get any looks. And he got one carry, right? It was bad. Yeah. yeah I they do not him. believe in Sermon. No, they don't. Hmm. But 
Mitchell. Even Elijah Mitchell enough. So we'll see what that does moving forward. I think we'll be talking about this until the league is over. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but let's go ahead and talk about Davis. Tell me some uh, some notable things you saw on him. Some good things, negative things. What are you seeing? This man, another top score, as we already talked about, solidified himself in the power rings as number one. For wait, wait, sure. Wait, I'm talking about Davis. I think about Kevin. We can start with Kevin. That's we point. just talked about Davis. No, no, no. Sorry. We were just talking about Blue State losses for Davis. Okay. And we were also talking about those are the notable things. Those are not in reference to his team specifically. I apologize. Okay. Let's start with Kevin. What? Let's go ahead and start with Kevin. You want to just start with Kevin? I want to start with Kevin. That's fine. Okay. Another top score for Kevin. Yeah. Solidified himself as Spire. We called it. We said one. that there's no way that this doesn't happen. We right. said that. For sure. His max potential score this week was 203 points, 0. 0.38. And he scored 165, which was the highest on the week. Um, was it his highest on the year? No, no, no. Last week was his highest on the year at 166. So, yes, it seems like his team is just destroying people. Henry's just destroying, getting carries. Yeah. Um, is there anything stopping Kevin outside of injury at this point? Um, do you think his team's overperforming? Or do you think no, this is what we're looking at? Well, no, I don't think they're overperforming. If anything, again, like you said, there's a 20, there's two 20-piece McNuggets on his bench. Right. Okay. And I don't certainly see myself getting in his way. So, as I go <laughs> in a matchup with him next week. <laughs> um, so, we'll see. But, uh, but you know, I, 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 I'm right on board with you. You can't go four straight weeks as the league's top scorer and be the undisputed number one team and there be any, uh, anything wrong. I saw that it was notable that maybe Andrews is back the tight end for Baltimore. Maybe he's going to enter his name back into the discussion as a top five tight end, like we thought he would have been at draft mm-hmm. day. Yeah. But I, I, all that to be said, I've got nothing bad to say about this team. We've already talked to Kevin a little bit about how he feels. So let's move on to Davis. Okay. Davis, I've got some positives. And I've also got some big data. In this session, let us try to understand what is big I gotta data? Figure out how to turn the next big question that comes to our mind is okay. So <laughs> uh, uh, I've got some big data here. Brady is number one on the season ahead of Mahomes. Yeah. Okay. Old tried and true versus the new hotness, and it seems the old tried and true is working just fine. My goodness, his incompletion. All right, so this I thought this was odd. Um, they're taking out the outlier game in Foxborough. Okay, taking that game out because I thought it was an emotional ride for him, all those things, so I kind of ruled it out because he he really did lay a dud of a game there. Okay, so taking into consider all the other games, Brady has gone no less than 35 points and has had a 47 um, and had 47 points on the high end. Okay, per completion, he's had... At least, and this is, I, I really did spend way too much on this time, on these stats. Okay, so I looked up um, how many incompletions he had. Okay. He's had 47 incompletions. Yeah. On 225 attempts. Okay. Okay. That puts him in the category of 80% completion rate. Right. Okay. So 80% of the time he throws the ball, he's getting a completion. Mm-hmm. Okay. And the average yards gained on his completions are on the low end at least 7.38 okay Okay. on the high end they're 12.46 so every single time he gets completion it's first down is more or less what it is okay 
it's an insane it's an insane stat to think that every single time he does reach the ball that he throws reaches the hand of a receiver it's almost a first down every single time if not a touchdown so yeah i dived really deep into those stats because i thought that what i'm seeing from tom brady is absolutely nuts it is mind-blowing it's absolutely insane and uh, for him to have more than his age consistently every single week is astounding at this point. Hasn't thrown an interception since week one when he threw two. He's thrown 20 touchdowns on the year, and he didn't throw any touchdowns last the week before. Right. So pretty amazing. Three touchdowns, or what was it? It's a week five now. So, yeah, 20 touchdowns on the year, so four touchdowns a week. Yeah. That's astounding. I, I, I It's unbelievable. So mm-hmm. just – Complaining, continuing to pour on. Tom Brady is doing work, people. At 44. At age 44. 44. Unreal. Yep. Without and Gronk last week. I know. I mean, it's amazing. Five touchdowns. One yeah. thing I also saw, he's uh, he's going to get be getting CMC back soon. CMC back, yeah. and he's got Hubbard in the, in the wings in case he needs him. So that adds some floor to his starting lineup. Yep. Henderson has been solid and efficient. I know. Surprisingly solid and efficient. He's got Diggs and Cooper, and then now Jamar Chase in the flex. I, I really like the way that his team is shaping up. I did have forward. a comment on Diggs, though, something that I did see. Mm-hmm. And I, went, I went ahead and dived again back into... Uh, in this session, let us try to understand what is big data. Some big data here. Yeah. And what I got was that... I don't see any breakout for Diggs yet. It hasn't happened. He has not scored over 15 in a game. Mm-hmm. Okay. And there's been some huge points. Like there's been a lot of matchups with Vikings scoring multiple touchdowns, three, four touchdowns a game. Still hasn't had that breakout game. Has not scored over 15. I wanted to get, and I guess I did this. There's been 31 combined touchdowns for the team and he has one of them. Mm. So I just wanted to, I guess, bring that to light that if I do have an issue, it's with Diggs. Yeah. Sure. Do you think that he's due situation, or do you think that he is dead? Do you think that there's just not going to be the ceiling this year for him? I'm seeing a lot of targets. I think I said Vikings earlier. I meant the Bills. Sorry. Yeah, that's what I figured you meant, um, because that's who he plays for. Um, so, um, so yeah, he's he's getting a lot of targets on average. He's getting some pretty deep targets on average, um, and Josh Allen is good so what what's what's holding him up here why is he not getting it and i think there's two words that i would say it's it's emmanuel sanders oh yeah this man is just out here as the second receiver and he would you say he's flunking on the donkey he's flunking on the donkey brother 100 he's just in there flunking on the donkey yeah he's out in here he's getting some touchdowns he's getting the completions because everybody's on digs is just one of those situations where that second receiver that's It's solid. a Tyreek Hill situation. Like what we saw even this last Sunday was, I mean, he was one-on-one going into his zone coverage for him. So mm-hmm. the double team was there over the top, and it was there right at the bottom. So, yeah, maybe that is the case. Yeah, Which is, bold, I mean, really, really well for the Bills yep. and extremely well for Sanders. Yep. And then there's another two words I'd say. It's Dawson Knox. Mm-hmm. He's out here getting touchdowns too. So I do think that there's going to be a point where it shifts a little bit. Dawson Knox is not going to be – I mean, he can't be a top three tight end by the end of the year, can he? Dawson Knox? I don't know. We've got a lot to talk about. We'll get to Hawkstrap falling off just a little bit in yeah. his previous three games, and maybe not. Maybe Dox, Knox can hop in there. But Knox yeah. has had a touchdown at least in every game 
since week one. So I, I just I do think some of these touchdowns are going to fly Diggs' way. I do think that some of these completions are going to dive Diggs' way, and he's going to have some blow-up games through at the end of the year. Does so, that number surprise you, 31 touchdowns, and he's got one? It does surprise me. That's why I think there's as um, See the variance you would is going to There's going to be some re- touchdown regression yeah. coming his way. Yeah. I have to believe that. I don't know, because Diggs isn't worse. Diggs is still good. I agree with that. So, I, if, if anything, he's just seeing more of the defense, and as the defense adjusts to these other players that are beating him, like Dawson Knox, Manny Sanders, Diggs is going to get free on some of these, and he's going to get some touchdowns. I agree, man. I agree. Cool. Let's move into another matchup. Who's next? Let's see. We've got a lot of people here on the docket. Who do you want to go with? Cook and Lucas. Let's go Cook. Lucas. All right, a couple stats for everybody here. Listen, Alex C gets the win over Lucas. This is a sleeper upset. Sleeper upset. Mm. And I actually wanted to get into this. Uh, you know where the term upset actually stemmed from? I would be upset not to know it. Tell me. Horse racing legend. The term upset to describe an underdog winning a sporting event was derived from a horse named Upset, defeating the heavily favored Man of War in 1919. Really? Isn't that cool? I love that. It's a cool little stat. Good the little horse tip. was named Upset? Yeah. Upset that was, that won was over Man of War, the road wow. that we use very frequently around here. Yeah. Yeah, the outer loop. Yeah. That's amazing. Isn't that cool? Oh, that was yeah. a good stat. Okay, upset. cool. Uh, difference of 40 points on this one, so this was definitely considered a booty whoop smackdown. Sure. Definitely gave him the slap nasty. Boom, boom. Uh, this is the first matchup between those two, so they moved from 0-0 to 1-0 in favor of Alex C. I did label this the not-so-hot Murray. What's the worry? <laughs> and then the 2.0 one is that I ain't no baby back beat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So with this, there was two notables that I want to get to before we get into the team specifics. Okay. Barkley goes down again, an Ouch. ankle injury this time. That looks scary at I first. know. Can we start referencing to him as an injury-prone player with a great body, but a body nonetheless made of glass? Yes, sure. He's The quads are too much for the body. The rest of the body's weak. Okay. That's all you need to hear there. <laughs> Good. And uh, Metcalf with another with a great game, as predicted by moi. I did call it. I said there's going to be numerous games of Metcalf going off in the near future. Uh, I actually called the next three is what I said. So we'll see what happens with Geno, but I definitely called this with Metcalf going off against them, so just for the record. Let's get into the Alex C. portion of this, the winner of the matchup. Tell me some of the notable things that you've got for his team that you like or you dislike moving forward. Yeah, we've got Devontae Adams just blowing it up as he does. We've got Leonard Fournette, who looks like he's really solidifying his role as the running back. Can we talk about that for a minute? Yes, let's talk about it. Has he not superseded all of our expectations moving forward? Absolutely. He's absolutely outproduced what I would have expected because and, – and here's the thing. We don't know that Ronald Jones doesn't just get a random start and gets all the work at some point. Really? Going forward. I did I, not know I, that. Well, I'm just saying I think this is this is how this, this offense runs. Like right now it seems like Ronald Jones is the dead man walking. He's out of here. Um, we see no work for him. But I would not put it past Arians at some point – this year to have a big Ronald Jones game again. There's going to be a point where Ronald Jones just in the depths, he's on the waiver wire, and then which he is now, and then he just has another big blow up game. But in the, 
the short term, it seems like Fournette is getting all the work. Yeah, and I thought that was odd. I mean, again, he's superseded all of our expectations, that's for sure. One thing that I really, I, again, did a little bit of stat diving again, and what I saw was a little bit of last season, we saw Fournette in the pass game, mm-hmm. right? And they wanted to use him as the change of pace back, which I thought was very interesting, obviously, with his build and the way that he runs. Mm-hmm. Uh, I went ahead and did the research, and with a high upside, okay, uh, and well, so 24 receptions in the league, okay, targeted a whopping 5.3 on average a game, which puts him, guess where that puts him in relation to other RBs in the league receiving-wise? What um, place? Nine. On the nose. Really? Ninth place. Yes. Um, great guess, by the way. Wow. Ninth amongst all RBs ahead of the likes of Alvin Kamara, Saquon Barkley, mm-hmm. Aaron Jones, Josh Jacobs, James Robinson, just to name a few. He is getting more passing work out of the backfield than all of those people. Wow. Isn't that insane? Sure, yeah. But that has been, I guess, if anything, that has been in the past what he has excelled at is in the passing game. So mm-hmm. it makes a lot of sense. But, yeah, it is surprising that he he's there yeah. at this point because I would not have put him there. I, that's what I'm pre-season. saying. So a great value for what he got for net four, I am sure, at the draft. has really mm-hmm. panned out to be a low in RB2 spot and a, definitely a great flex play moving forward. Yep. Somebody I want to talk about is the namesake for the team, uh, number six wide receiver on the season being targeted a total of 61 times this season, making him the <laughs> most targeted wide receiver in the game in front of Cooper Cup by one catch at an average of 12.2 attempts a game. Wow. Isn't that crazy? So we've got Devontae Adams being the number six wide receiver, most targets this season. And, um, yeah, I mean, he's kicking butt and taking names. So And only two touchdowns on the season. I know, right? So we're going to see some positive touchdown. Is it positive touchdown regression? Is mm-hmm. that the way that you say it? Yep. Even though I feel like regression is negative? It seems like regression is negative, but it just means moving towards just where it was forward. not. It okay. just means moving back towards the mean, basically. So he's – dipped below the mean now for his average he's going to regress towards the mean in a positive way okay yeah so mm-hmm. i mean even more his ceiling increases even from what he's already had being yeah. a number six wide receiver that's what you drafted him for yeah for sure i mean that's amazing 9 18 11 16 that's the targets he's had two week three weeks two through four and last week had 200 yards and a touchdown i mean it's just ridiculous yeah and it's another situation where like it was just that week one outlier Mm -hmm. aaron or aaron Rodgers, Devontae adams that whole packers offense i mean without that he's probably wide receiver number one on the year yeah interesting any other notables for alex's team yeah it's a little worse i mean kyler murray just had an off week against uh the 49ers and not so hot murray what's the worry yeah well it sounds like it's a shoulder He's got a little shoulder issue. (laughs) You know what they say about shoulder pain? What do they say? If you lick my butthole. Right. So. (laughs) From from a show. Uh, Luke Stoltz, if you're listening to this, you know this. We said this a lot in high school. I think it's Step Brothers. Step Brothers? If you got some shoulder pain, you know it's good for that. If you lick my butthole is what somebody said. Wow. But I could be wrong. Uh, Luke Stoltz, this is a shout out to you. Please tell us what the movie reference is. You've got shoulder pain. 
with my. I've not heard that. I've seen Step Brothers and I don't recall that. It could be another movie. But it sounds like something that could be in there. Lucas, please help us out. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, speaking of Lucas, the picture of the origin story of Susan, that was great enlightenment for the group as well. Did you catch that in a group meeting? I don't want to make any comments that I might get canceled for. <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah, so, for sure. So, don't want a Gruden situation. I'll leave here. it on the group meeting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah. Any other notables here before we move over to uh, Luke S's side of the matchup? Uh, I like the pits came alive and hopefully revitalize the Falcons a little bit over there in uh, in Great Britain. Barbecue sauce. They... I had England. that too. Okay. <laughs> uh, Mixon decided to play. Uh, for, uh, so I, actually, I, sorry. Before we move yeah. on, do you think Kyle Pitts keeps up this um, this pace now as the the tight end getting this type of work, or do you think it was simply because? They're missing Ridley. They're missing Russell Gage. Some other pieces that were getting targets. Ridley um, and Gage account for somewhere in the neighborhood of twenty, probably on average twenty to eighteen targets a game. Mm-hmm. So those found pits this game. I don't think that would yeah. be the pace moving forward. And Cordell Patterson still got his work right. in as well. So yeah. My question is, uh, will Mixon decide to play for this manager? Eleven is nice, but if if he's crippled. Mm-hmm. Uh, moving forward, this could start shaping into a real bad trade overall with Swift performing well. What I foresee, not only this last game, but the next games moving forward. So we'll have to see about that trade. For sure. Those straight-up trades that are just same position, player for player, are always interesting because yeah. there's a definite winner and loser in those situations. Let's talk about Lucas. Cool? Get in there. Mahomes is going to be Mahomes, okay? But the rest of his team... If the rest of the team can't get behind this management and lick their wounds, this could get ugly. Lick their wounds or their buttholes? Well, um, buttholes are for shoulder pain. Oh, got it. Okay. So, lick their wounds. Uh, My concerns for the squad moving forward. Hockstrap now has three straight poopers. Uh, 11.4 points over three games and getting eight targets for one of those games. Is the Hockstrap a problem or is Goff the problem or is this a Luke problem? Let me say that again. 11.4 points combined over the course of the last three games. Is this a Hockstrap problem, Goff problem, or a Luke S problem? Yeah, it's just, it's it's all of the above. All of the it's above. It's all of the above. Because it, it was scary because I remember playing against Hockstrap and thinking, surely he won't have you know by the way, do him. not call me Shirley. I beg of you please do not call me Shirley. Sorry, Susan. And so I remember him going off against me and just getting those getting touchdowns, getting yards and it just seemed like every play they were looking for Hawkinson. It yep. seemed like every play they were Could looking for. Could you please for. refer to him as Hawkstrap? Hawkstrap. Hockules. Whatever Hock- you want to call Hockules. it. Hockules. Very good. Yeah, but now he's Hawkstrap for sure because he has not produced. And that is scary. So that is the question. Is Has he fallen off? Will he be back? Ratio? Will we see some positive regression? We'll have to see. Yeah, maybe there is none. Maybe he's just done. Maybe he's a lion. And that's just the end of it <laughs> i don't think so but uh, i will say this uh for the record i don't think the footballers or fantasy pros or any of these people saw this happening to hockstrap that's true. everybody had him through the ceiling top three yep. tight end in the season so just stating out loud that again even the professionals get it wrong right like us um, Justin or Jason, Justin, I'm pulling. How much do you book. see Gino affecting Metcalf's value moving forward, Patrick? Oh man, I don't know. Gino actually looked pretty good. He did look good until he threw an interception right to the other team. Lockett did trip, mm-hmm. and that's why it happened. But yeah, Lockett, stay on your feet, brother. Making your quarterback look bad. 
Yeah, I don't know. That that is the big question mark. You don't know what you're getting with Geno, and so you got to look at their matchups going forward and see if anything jumps out at you. I'm gonna pull it up right now. So they've got Pittsburgh, they got New Orleans, they got Jacksonville. I'm worried for two of those. Um, yeah. Pittsburgh's not too scary, but New Orleans and Jacksonville seem to have. I mean, New Orleans is on and off on their defense, but I am a little worried about their offense for a few weeks at least. Um, but the thing I'm really worried about is his flex position. Mm-hmm. He's got Latavius Murray sitting there. Seemed like Latavius Murray was going to be the guy. Only got 49% of the snaps last week. They had um, Tyson Williams active again last week. The Ravens don't know what they're doing in their backfield. They just sure don't know, know what they're doing. They don't know, what they're doing. They, they don't know who, who's going to play week to week. I mean, Le'Veon Bell's sitting on the practice squad. Le'Veon Bell's being called up. It's crazy. So he's got nothing there that and nothing on the bench really to replace him with that is a solid floor. Yeah. Um, so that that's the big worry. Saquon Barkley went down. Right. We talked about that. We got Devontae Booker in the in the wings for sure, him. Good, yeah. Good so, point. So he's he's got that, but it is it does seem like Metcalf and the flex position, and Hawkinson. Those are the big three concerns for Luke right now. Yeah, absolutely. Luke, go ahead and address those buddies, and please tell us what movie it is that says you got some shoulder pain. A good thing that you are, you should lick my butthole. Yeah, and if that's something that Ben P just made up, definitely not something. Please I made let up. us know. Shoulder pain. Yeah, definitely not something I made up. Okay. Let's move on to the next matchup. You good? Yeah. Isaac and Griff. Let's go ahead and get into this before we get into our personal matchups and wrap up this review. Okay? Okay. Our matchups, obviously, me and you. Yep. But, uh, so, yeah, this was the Isaac and Griff sleeper oh. upset. Man. Game with, of the week. Matchup of the week. Oh, dudes. Monday Night Miracle happened again. Um, it was disgusting. Or Monday Night Madness, whatever you want to call it. Anyways, sleeper upset the difference of less than one point. So this is uh, this is closer than the breath in my lungs kind of matchup. She took it right out of me, by the way. Yeah, I took the breath right out of your lungs. It really did. Monday Night Miracle is what I've got titled for this matchup. Let's go ahead. Uh, let's just talk about the game on Sunday, if that's okay. Not any of the repercussions, or anything like that. Just Isaac and Sunday Griff. or Monday. Sorry, Monday. Okay. Isaac and Griff going head to head. This matchup. Just want to kind of recap it very, very briefly. I know that we're all probably following along with it. But for the most part, let's break this down real quick. Yeah. Okay, so we've got Hollywood Brown. Sure. For Isaac. Yep. Okay. We've got Lamar Jackson and the Ravens D. What was first the Colts D. Which was which an amazing trade. Yes. God, you trade for wins. And did we not get a win out of Griff for this trade? That's unbelievable. Yes. Isn't it? Yes, it is unbelievable. So anyways, all that to be said is that they go into the fourth quarter and there's less than five points and Lamar Jackson has the ball and he continues to march, continues to march, gets closer and closer. They turn it over. It comes down to a field goal with which if he had made it goes into uh, the game is over and Lamar Jackson doesn't have a time to move forward, right? Yes. Goes into overtime, misses the field goal. So again, Isaac had the win. Mm-hmm. misses I think like with 46 field goal or something like that it wasn't necessarily a bunny but at the same time it wasn't easy right misses the field goal okay and they go into overtime and Lamar Jackson obviously is going to get some points rushing throwing just enough 
I think he literally before overtime was losing by 0.5, mm-hmm. something like that. Goes into overtime, goes ahead and gets a couple of completions to conclude the drive to win the game. A pass to Hollywood Brown, Hollywood Brown, which was not enough. And I took a screenshot yeah. just to make sure that I had it down because what had happened was that when Lamar Jackson scores a touchdown, he gets 6.3 points on a five-yard tutty. Mm-hmm. Okay. Hollywood Brown got seven points. The difference of 0.7 was not enough to cover their matchup yeah. by less than one point. Right. Wasn't a big enough yard difference. It was so much fun, dude. I literally had to, it was just, I was following on Sleeper and I was, yeah, it was just, it was so great. I hated it. I had Isaac in the pick'em. So this even things for us as we'll get into. Um, But yeah, even before that, so Griffin had 91.9 points before Monday night. And he ended up with 152.88 points. He was trailing by 31.2 points. Um, so Isaac had 31.2 points plus Hollywood Brown before the night started. If you're going to handicap it, right. he had plus 31.2 points plus Hollywood against Lamar and his defense. Dude. See, and that's what I even said here. It's good to see the Lamar Jackson's back. God, 50 something points for Lamar Jackson. What a week Anytime for quarterbacks. a quarterback does that for a freaking fantasy team, it just screws up everything. Yeah. It was bananas. Unreal. Unreal. So let's go ahead and talk about Griff for just a little bit. Okay. Okay. Uh, obviously, Jackson with the 50 point outing. Yep. Um, some other things that I saw, I wanted to ask you Galladay Gusek, what happened there? Yeah, Galladay, he got hurt, I think. Was it was, really, really early or did he not even play? Because I didn't yeah. think he had any attempts either, like no receptions or anything. Yeah, I'm not. So I'm it must have sure. been. Well, a, let me see. He played on 35% snaps. Okay, so he so did. He had did three he, targets. Three targets. Yeah. So. I don't know. Somebody just, that I really believed in years prior, doing absolutely nothing. Yeah, you know who hopped in? Kadarius Tony. I know. <laughs> yeah, so that plays into that as well. Um, what else do you got for the Griff Squad? The Griff Squad, yeah. I mean, the big highlight there is the game day trade, and I have just a few questions for you about it. Yeah, please. I'm not saying Griff didn't have the acumen to make this trade on his own, but do you believe it was influenced by the group me? Evan S in particular at all before this happened because it was talked about at length yep. in the group me before it happened do you think that this had an effect on the game 100% yeah yeah 100% no I saw those group me messages going around and I thought it was a little bit uh, I thought it was I thought it was far fetched I didn't think that it was actually going to happen yeah they were, they were talking I agree about it and I was like, oh, okay, yeah, sure. But, I mean, who's going to just straight up a D, yeah. straight up trade a D for a D? Yeah. So, I didn't think it was going to happen. Now, from Griffin's point, as soon as he heard it, again, we don't know that he is always listening to the group me, but as soon as he caught up on messages, sure, yeah. <laughs> he saw it, and he was like, hey, this is a good idea. I'm actually going to see if Luke is interested. I don't think – I think it's a fair trade. I'm not like – trading defenses, you're not going to Yeah, have because you're trading back. a future matchup for the current matchup. Exactly. And Luke had already – his matchup so is Luke over. being willing to do that, I think, should have at least cost us a path. I think that Griff. Do you think so? Yeah, I do. I don't know. I think Luke gets a future. Like he's already lost his matchup. He's thinking about the future next week. He gets a defense for next week. I think it makes sense. Okay, he's he's fair. given up on his matchup. My question to you then becomes: Is this? If it's fair, it's fair. That's fine. Mm-hmm. Again, defenses you're not going to find too much variance. For I think it's situationally fair. 
because he doesn't need the defense tonight. Yeah, and somebody did. So don't you think that the leverage there a little bit should have leveraged some fab? No, I think the leverage is his future matchup with the Colts. Okay, all right, that's fine. Yeah. So then my question becomes, is this um, is this what we would consider – What's the word that we almost crucified Mark for? Uh, collusion? Yes. Is this collusion? <laughs> I don't think it's collusion. I think if anything, like if to bring poker into the mix, whenever you make a comment on Let's poker. Let's not talk about poker. They that, don't want to talk about gambling fab. Or yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the illegal comment where you're out of the hand and yeah. you say something like, oh, you should call. You're, you're pot committed or something. So you're influencing someone else's decision, right? So that's an illegal comment at the poker table. You're not supposed to influence anybody's decision. So if anything, it's kind of that. You're influencing someone else's decision in the league. Are you saying that content created influence? I'm Group s- me content creates Absolutely. Influence. Content creates culture, which sometimes creates influence. Yeah, I want you to know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's hop off this so we can include this matchup real quick. Yeah. I do have uh, some highs on Griff's team. Mike Evans still getting targets 9, 10, 12, and 8 as of the last four games, which ranks him 14th amongst all wide receivers uh, in targets. Again, a high-ceiling player. Um, so if he finds pay dirt on any of these moving forward, uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be good. It's gonna be good for him. But uh, let's see, he's um, he's only found pay dirt four times. And let me just say, those are rookie numbers. I need to get those numbers up. Right. Yeah. For sure. Reference to a movie. The butthole movie. No, not the butthole <laughs> movie, but uh, still in the same same lane. Um, anything else you want to say about Griff? Yeah, I just uh, going forward, just talking about his team. I do think this is unfortunately an outlier for his team. Throwing up 152 points like this, I think it's a boom. He's got a boomer bust team. Miles um, Gaskin, yeah, sitting on his bench, I think, and and scored all those points this week. I think, I think a lot of players played out of their mind this week that are going to fall to normal, and I don't think his team's going to be able to keep up this production going forward. Sure. Let's talk about Isaac. Okay. <sighs> the amazing quarterback that is Josh. That was crazy. They both had great quarterbacks in this matchup. Yeah, they did. Lamar and Josh Allen. Top three quarterback. Uh, two of his last three games have almost reached the 50-point threshold, so um, obviously he's been great. Dawson Knox has also been great. So that's all I've really got to say for this organization moving forward. Do you have any other notables, both positive or negative, that you see? Yeah, just having the the Cook-Madison combo, I think that's probably the strongest handcuff running back situation to have. Also the worst. I feel like they really do, though, when they're both playing, it becomes very, very tough. You may be put into a situation where maybe you have to put in the primary starter and also flex – the secondary. Yeah. Anybody who does that would be a superior manager. But I just, you know, put well, you. Well, if it gets you a win, maybe. Ah, maybe <laughs> I couldn't have played anybody else. Like, that was the best flex play that I could have had. So that may speak volumes about the depth of your team as opposed to the management decision you made. But we won't get into that yet. Um, Alexander Madison, though, I mean, that it is what is great is the Vikings are making the decision to say Cook is not playing at 50% or whatever he yeah, is. Right. We're going to play Madison. Because he's great. Yes. So that, as a manager, makes you very comfortable in saying, well, great, I've got Madison or I've got Cook, and that's right. it. So that that going forward is huge for, for Isaac. 
Um, yeah, Knox is, as you said, great. Probably the best waiver addition of the year, maybe for zero dollars, zero dollar pickup. If he can sustain this success, um, that's huge. Yeah, it is. It's honestly that's the other. Just Knox has been crazy. It's so hard to have an advantage at the tight end position. Uh, yep. And when you've got one, it makes a huge difference. All right, buddy. Let's move on to our next matchup. Cool. Cool. Let's just keep it rolling. Let's go ahead. Uh, can we talk about your matchup? Is that okay? Yeah, I guess we're going to get there. Connor F versus Patrick P. Yeah. This is a sleeper favorite. Sleeper did have Connor over Patrick. There was a difference of six points. This is what would be considered a barn burner. Mm. Wanted to ask you, by chance, Patrick, do you know where the term barn burner comes from? No. Was it a horse that beat Manowar? Very, very close. The word barn burner dates back to the 1800s. It was originally and is still primarily used in the U.S. It is reference. It sorry, no, used in the U.S. It's a reference to a story about a farmer whose method to get rid of rats that had infested his barn decided to burn it down entirely. Okay. The term was used in the mid 1800s as a nickname for members of a faction of the New York State State or the, sorry the New York State Democratic Party. The metaphor being that they wanted to root out the corruption by burning everything down instead of instituting individual reforms. And how does that apply to sports? It doesn't. <laughs> okay. Right on the heels of that, today the word barn burner is used to refer to a very exciting event, especially a sports game, that's very close. A fast-paced <laughs> baseball game with several lead changes that comes down to the last out in the bottom of the ninth inning could be called a barn burner. <laughs> But barn burner is typically applied to exciting sports, a basketball game that ends in a buzzer beater, a game-winning shot right before the time runs out, and a double overtime definitely qualifies as a barn burner. Wow. That's less impressive than the last one because it literally has no logic um, in it at all. Somebody just decided to say that word one day when they were watching a sports game. Doesn't that suck? Yeah, that's that's awful. Just a little bit of knowledge for the league. Let's get into this matchup. Uh, you guys moved from 1-0 to Connor being now two and zero against you, so you do not know what it feels like to win against Connor F. I don't. No, I, do I do not know what it and feels like. And the title of this for this matchup that I went ahead and said was the champ is here. The champ is here. Mm. Okay. Yeah. I have no notables. I wanted to go ahead and well, notables being things that you want to talk about about the overall matchup, things that maybe have happened, but I just kind of want to get into Connor's team and then give you some minutes to kind of talk about your own squad if that's okay. Sounds great. Herbert's the real deal. Last three games, all over 30 points, and one of those being a 50 McNug. Sheesh, then that one was the one against me. Mm-hmm. Najee is looking good and continues to produce. Number four RB on the season and the most targeted RB on the season. Yeah, and that has a lot to do with the one week where he had like 19. 19 yep. targets, yep. But yeah, absolutely. And um, from this week, just kind of looking at it, it was a missed week. Doesn't mean they can't connect next week for his wide receiver core, uh, but they. Um, you'd like to think that the former champ would get his puppies in line from a wide receiver perspective. Sure. Do you think the Alex Collins pickup was worth it? I think it's worth it just from a Chris Carson's perspective. I know that it hasn't panned out, but you're going to have somebody in that RB spot, and I'm not sure who's going to be throwing in there, not Naeem Hines or anything. Mm -hmm. So. Sure. Okay. I was just wondering, you, you are the go-to for waiver busts or – Picks. Well, when I do look at the waiver pickups, I do think about Elijah Mitchell a lot. I think maybe that is the best waiver pickup of all time. You think it was the best? Potentially the worst. Potentially. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So from my perspective, 
Frustrating. Sure. Finally, a good points outing for my team, but it didn't matter. Um, you know, Connor had 88 points without his quarterback, and I had 117.7 points without my without my quarterback involved. So I outscored the rest of his team by 29.7 points. Justin Herbert comes in there and rips my soul out. Um, really felt good most of the day. Damian Williams came out strong. Cordell Patterson started that morning on fire. Just yeah. like he didn't get in the end zone, but he was just all over the field. Gosh, my team was producing, and it was beauty um, to my eyes until Justin Herbert had to just come in and just say, Anakin, none of it matters. Anakin Skywalker. Anakin Skywalker just comes in and just kills all the you children. You were supposed to help the... Yeah. Whatever, not abandon it. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize... That oh, I, I had the high ground. You were supposed to destroy the dark side, not join them. Yeah. What Obi Wan Kenobi said. Yep, there it was. Yeah. Connor had the high ground the whole get the whole day. Well I didn't said. even know it. Well said. And um, he had the Herbert ground. I underestimated his power. <laughs> <laughs> I underestimated his power. Um, <laughs> hey man, like that. I gotta keep that Calm down. But the thing that really let me tell you something. The thing that really chaps me. But let me tell you this, and don't forget what I say. Let me tell you this before you even start in. Right, let me tell you something. Came down to Pittman. Yeah. Who I really believe in. Sure. And he did produce. Had a touchdown, 89 yards, and the game was going into overtime. So I was following this game for Isaac and Griff, and then I was also following this game for our Pick'em, and I was following it for my personal fantasy matchup. Bet. Yeah, that's right. And I had the bet for yeah. t- two touchdowns um, for Pittman. And then the biggest mistake of the year came. You know what it was? No. Carson Wentz picking heads. Picking heads in overtime. Lucas said it best. He said it best. Tells never fails. <laughs> never fails. You piece He's never of failed, not once. My gosh, I've, I always pick tails. I've never lost. How do you say heads <laughs> for the game? Gosh, Carson Wentz. Oh, my gosh. This guy. I want to like him so much, but he gives me so many reasons to hate him. Yeah. You know? That's so frustrating. So sure then, is. yeah, he's, he picks heads and they don't see the ball. Why you know? does bad things have to happen to good people? Why do bad things happen to good people? That's what I have to ask. So, yeah, he, he picks heads like an idiot. And then they the Ravens <laughs> get the ball. They go down the field. And Pittman gets no chance to score in overtime. Yeah, I was one touchdown away from from getting this from the, getting this game, getting a big payout on bets. Honestly, the rest of my bets went great though. So that is the silver lining. Is I really killed it last yeah, week. Yeah, the silver lining. That is <laughs> really sure. killed it last week on the bets. Um, Dude, I will yeah. say all the talk about the bets and stuff. It just makes me want to bet so bad. I just want to bet on overs and unders so bad. I'm really coming around. Like I, this is my best week of betting since I started. I'm up 20 units. Oh, up 20 units, brother. I don't know what that means, but yeah, I love it. One unit is one percent of your bankroll that's that right, you're you using. That, that's yeah. right. Um, so really, kind of college football, MLB. Caught betting for UK. That. Yeah. You know what the line is? They opened up UK yeah. twenty-two and a half. Yeah, I know. Twenty-two and a half against Georgia. Georgia's good. They're the best, for sure. Um, I think our defense a little bit. I will definitely cover. I, you if think I was so? gonna, yes, hundred percent. I've already bet it, so I hope. <laughs> That we're going to cover? Yes. Good. Yeah, I bet the 22 and a half. It went down to 21 and a half last time I saw it, but I locked it in at 22 and a half. Good we'll for see. you, dude. Good job. We'll see. It'll come down. All right, but yeah, good good, good on you, Connor, 
for beating me, Herbert, the Anakin, the Darth, whatever it is, it it destroyed my soul. But hope for the future for my team. They really produced. Smile. He puts a smile on there. All right, I'm going to let that conclude our matchup with you guys, and we'll move on to our last and final segment and wrap this pop up. We are going to talk about Ben P and Tiz first, though. Yeah, that's what the final matchup. Okay, you said final segment. All right, here we go. You ready? Yeah. <laughs> Wait a minute. All right, had the volume down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. Ben and Tiz. This is what is considered a sleeper upset. If you didn't know from a previous quote earlier, horse racing legend, the term upset to describe an underdog winning a sporting event was derived from the horse named Upset, defeating the heavily favored Man of War in 1999 or 1919. Sorry. You could consider this a barn burner, and that has a lot less of an interesting story. Difference of uh, less than five points, which definitely would be considered a barn burner. The origin of the barn burner. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we went from one and one uh, to one and two. Tis now having the advantage over me, and I called this the trade game. Man, Tiz took advantage of you, huh? Sure did. Tiz gained. Uh, let me go ahead and run through the notables. We'll talk about our, our lineups here in just a second. Tiz gained in this week forty three point seven. Or sorry, a total of fifty point fifty point two points in the trade in the starting lineup without including Jamal Williams. Mm-hmm. Which he did an eight point eight on his bench. Yep. Okay. Um, ben gained a total yeah. of twenty five point six from Chubb and a point eight from Sermon, a margin of twenty five points. And Sermon was not in my starting lineup. Right. Okay. Even with Jamal Williams in this starting lineup, he would have beat me. Even if he had started a perfect lineup, even if I had started a perfect lineup, I would have still lost by less than one point. This is not the math I did. Oh really? Okay, go ahead. Yeah, I had that you your your most points that you had with if you would have had Mike Williams in your lineup was 136. Well, okay. I apologize. I meant my yeah. traded lineup. You're right. Yeah, you traded Mike Williams. I meant so I traded and yeah. got. I'm just saying the team that I'd gotten after oh, the trade. Oh, your your max yes, projected. My max could not have won. Sure, but you're absolutely correct. Yes. Had I kept Mike Williams, you're absolutely right. I wouldn't have won this game. Okay, that was what I was going to ask you if you and did been the math. four and one on the season. Yeah, that's what I was going. So you did do the math. Yes, okay, that is true. I, I did well, too. so all that to say is that the difference was a margin of 25 points. Yes. If I had kept the dot done the trade, mm-hmm. I would have had 25 more points. Yep. Doing the trade, I had lost 25 points. Correct. Yep. Okay. Um, which sucks. Because <laughs> you felt like you won the trade outright in the beginning. Yeah. And we did not I think know. many people would have said. Well, I, yeah, majority. I mean, the group me did say, mm-hmm. and even Tiz texted me. I was like, "Well, it looks like you won the trade. Congratulations and good luck moving forward." Didn't yeah, realize good. that we were going to be facing each other, but and he said, "Good luck eating this L." He did not say that. Yeah, but but, but his team did. That's exactly what happened. He said he didn't realize you were playing each other. Yeah, we, neither of us did. That is a fact. Neither wow. me or him in the trade did know that that was a thing. That came to a conc- like that came in our conversation whenever we were sitting there together over lunch me, after the trade had been done. You and Tiz, or me and you. Me and you. Oh. We talked about that, and you said, Okay. It's going to, like, and you guys face each other this week, to which I was like, Yeah. Crap. Yeah. So, all I have to say is okay. that I still feel good about the trade. Uh, we'll see what happens with Mike Williams' knee moving forward, but I did not anticipate Ridley being out for the week before, before his bye week. So no, now I two did. weeks now. Yeah. So two weeks of lost value right there. Yeah. Freaking sucks. Um, other notables, I did do the dual start lineup with Pollard. It was successful, as that was definitely the best flex play that I could have made. Uh, AJ Green ended up biting me in the butt, though. But all that to say is that 
Evan S did come at me a little bit hard in calling that board management. All that be said, it was the best play to be made. So stick it in his face because he's an idiot. Yeah. The touchdown was called back uh, for picking in the Eagles game. That would have gave Devontae Smith 6.1 more points and gave me the victory. Ooh. I'm not bitter about it. Seven total kickers on the waiver. Ben could have picked up and started and still got the one. Wow. Yeah, so you could have spent all this fab money on a kicker. Shut your mouth. Let's talk about lineups real quick. Zeke's looking great. Uh, top three RB and has had four straight games of 18 or more. Feeling good about that. Kelsey is still the number one tight end, and Chubb had his best game of the season. Chubb does look good. Some negatives. Russell did go down. Uh, that's the second season in a row that now I've had a broken quarterback. Last season was Dak. Uh, am, I cor- am I cursed by Jorge? Jorge is definitely on you. Hey, Ben, I don't know if you're cursed by me, but... It's Ed. It's not even Jorge. It's not Jorge. Jorge's the best Ed is the one that doesn't like it when I have a good quarterback. Yeah. Yeah, Ben. Anyways, those are the notables. And uh, and last but not least, Trey Sermon doesn't seem to have any piece of that 49ers offense. So I'm pretty pissed about that. Yep, that's true. Anything else you see in my lineup you want to talk about? Um, no, it was just the trade stuff I wanted to talk about. We hit it hard that, yeah, definitely a trade lost the week for you. So You trade to get wins. That's yep. what Tiz did. So you hope that you get more wins in the future with this trade than this one week. Actually, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> you don't hope. Uh, let's talk about Tiz's lineup real quick, and then we'll conclude the review segment, get into our pick-ems. Um, he won the trade outright. Mike Williams exploded for 32.2 or 32.5, and is wide receiver number one on the season. By 0.2 points over Cooper Cup. Hmm. So he ends up getting his number one wide receiver after all. Wow. How about that? Poetic. Isn't Poetic. It? So we just we move that takeover. It's from Ridley to Mike Williams now. Oh, well, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, that makes sense. Eckler is on a roll with three straight 20-plus games and last two, basically 30, uh, and is number two on the season with Derrick Henry as the only other one that he has not outed so far. Yeah. These are some big eggs in the char- Chargers basket here. He's got uh, the receiver and the running back. 100%. He, uh, he has two of the three essential pieces on the outstanding Chargers squad. Any action for Tiz to trade for Herbert from Connor? Man, just really do the triple stack. Every single time they get into the red zone, it's going to be a pain for somebody. Yeah, somebody's going to be crying. Yeah. I would other- go for it. Any other notables that you saw for uh, for the Tiz organization? Um, yeah, it was just Mike Williams and Eckler and the trade week. I mean, that was that was huge for him to get that W. Yeah, I've got plenty to talk about about this one. So okay. Well, I just meant from this matchup. So like you don't. I poured over the numbers on this one. Yeah. Uh, Tiz, tight end streams continue to be a problem for this organization with Logan Thomas on the IR and Michael Thomas now taking up his IR spot. This bench is wearing thin. And Max, Max Williams, yeah. At the tight end spot, going down for a season ender, it's starting to look like Tiz is cursed uh, with the tight end spot. Anyone who enters into that tight end spot, good luck because you're going to get hurt. Yeah. I should trade him Kittle to have another one to sit on the IR with all those other guys. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, only other concern moving forward for real that I'd had was that uh, James Conner, he has had five touchdowns in the last three games when he goes – for a, when he goes for a TD less for a game, will he still be able to fill that RB2 spot? 
If not, then who? It's going to have to be Williams with only two games over nine points for the season. It's going to leave this team a little bit thin in the RB slash flex spot. So we will see how he responds. Yeah. And Connor is getting those goal line touches. Mm-hmm. So sure is. Well, that's enough about my disappointing loss and Tisver's amazing trade to win. So kudos to Tisver. Without a shadow of a doubt, that was a great trade. And to get a W at this point in the season is great for his organization moving forward. So eight and a half. They approve of this message. Let's move into our last segment of the evening. All right, we back. Let's go ahead and hop into the best part of the segment that everybody looks forward to the most. That is the pickle. Pickle. Eight and a half got in there. Yeah, they uh, thought that was hilarious. Let's get into the pick'em. Okay. Could you go ahead and update everybody as to what the current score is in our pick'em, please? For sure. We are tied. We are locked in at 18 apiece now. You went up on me last week with the heartbreaking loss of Isaac at the end of that Monday night miracle game and Griff getting the win. Um, Basically, last week, we had a rough week. Yeah. I got one right. I got Kev. You got two right. Kev and Griff. And that's where you made the separation. So we are now locked in, 18 apiece on the season. Every matchup counts. So go ahead and tell the people how many did we get right last week, me and you. Did you that's what I just said. Oh, I'm sorry. I got one. You got two. Oh, that's so bad. Very bad. Worst we've ever done. For the record, though, Sleeper, keeping track of their pickums, if you will, their algorithm did put out a 50% outing as well. They got three right and three wrong. So moving the percentages for the 2021 season mm-hmm. to 73.3%. Okay. If you are projected to win, you win 73.3% of the time. If you're projected to lose, you lose 26 points. Yeah, be interesting to see if that continues falling to a 50% right. area or if it continues holding around 70 to 80%. Yeah, I'm very curious myself. I think bye weeks will have a lot to do with that. But let's go ahead, get into our pickums for this week. So let's go ahead and touch up on uh, what's your first matchup you would like to do. I have Evan S. and Davis B. as my first matchup. Evan S. and Davis B., okay. Uh, I am ready when you are. Um, all right. Three, two, one, Davis. Davis. All right. God, I just love it when you say the things that I say because – Makes me less scared. Uh, but this matchup, moving forward, I simply put, it's a good matchup. Tampa, I think Tampa shows up and shuts Hurts down. And I think their defense is better than people think. What uh, What did you have? Yeah, for sure. The McCaffrey-Hubbard thing, uh, making that trade is huge. And I just think Evan S's team looks more like a emergency room than it does a Ooh. fantasy team right Ooh. now with all these injuries. It's hot. He needs Mr. Bug Spray for sure. Uh-huh. Yeah, 100%. Good take there. Let's talk about the next matchup. Is that okay? That's great. Okay, we're moving right through it. Moving along. Let's go ahead and do... Let's see. Go ahead and do the Connor matchup, if that's okay. That's what I've got next. Connor versus Calmia Cook. Mm. Calmia Cook. Three, two, one, Connor. Connor. Jeez, lock and key. 
Connor, I think it's a close game. Uh, but, I mean, I think he – I'm asking if whether or not Connor is going to plug in bug spray in the flex position there instead of Godwin. Wait. Bug spray. Sorry, not bug spray. Uh, Beasley. <laughs> Beasley. Ah. Beasley. Anti-vax. Yeah, thank you. Anti-vax. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what did you see in Connor's matchup? I just see Najee. Yeah. On Sunday night with the big lights on him. McLaurin. Uh, against the Kansas City defense. Um, I see a lot of great things for that Washington offense this week. I think he's got a, he's got a few pieces that are about to go off. I like it. Talk about Isaac M. And who is his matchup? Eric J. Eric J. Let's talk about that matchup real quick. Two, let's see, three. Are you ready? Yes. Three, two, one. Isaac. Isaac. Wow, we are just locked yeah. unity. Gut feeling, uh, tough matchups for Eric J. Moving forward after his week, uh, after his win, um, his top heavy wrestler has to go through the likes of Chicago, uh, Arizona Cardinals defense or the Carolina defense. So I just don't see his ceiling being that high. Uh, and Cook, that will be a an issue with the whether or not the snap count with Cook and Madison and all that stuff. We'll see how Isaac manages that moving forward. Thoughts? Yeah, Isaac's hot right now. I think the uh, after coming off that big win, um, his team's inspired. Uh, buddy, let me tell you, Isaac's lost three in a row. That, that's what I meant. I'm sorry. Okay, sorry. Coming off the big loss against Griff at the very end, I think his yeah. team's inspired. I said win. I meant to say his team is is hungry for a victory after losing such a close game. Mm-hmm. And Josh Allen's going to be Monday night game against a very porous Titans defense. Porous. Man, he's going to be throwing up some points. And then, yeah, the Cook-Madison just – it's just a strong floor to have. Um, so I just I see him getting that dub this week. I like it. Moving to our next matchup. Cool with you? Yeah. i just like to check the wires with you. i to make sure. Yeah. Lucas versus Griffin Fulkerson. That's who I have next. What are the odds? You ready? Been ready. Three, two, one. Lucas. Luke I, I hate that we do match, but I also love it because I'm not going to go down. <laughs> I do need one change of pace. I am minus one. So, uh, yeah, sim- plain and simple here. I don't have Luke losing. Um, We're even. We'll talk about that in a minute. I don't have him losing this matchup. Uh, there's some counteracting players that are involved, which I do find is very interesting. I do like the Jackson Ravens stack D, but we do have some players for the New York Giants on Luke's team with the kicker, so you're kind of reducing some of the ceiling there with touchdowns and everything like that. I, uh, I all that to say is that I think Luke S takes this one down. Doesn't win two in a row. It doesn't lose two in a row. For sure, Griff's team is going to come down to earth a little bit after the huge butt or boom week last week. Um, yeah, I see a lot of regression in the negative fashion on his side, unfortunately. So do be clear. So I do declare. Now to be clear, in our pickums we're even. Even. For whatever reason, I thought I was down three, or down two, and I corrected one. But maybe I was wrong. No, you were down. No, yeah. I mean, we're even. You were okay. down one after last week because you picked up two on me the That's week before. That's right. That's right. You yep. were up three. I picked up two. Yep. It's been a slow, slow. Yep. Can we go into my matchup? Sure. Finish with you. Okay. 
me and Kevin Wallace, the undisputed league leader. Three, two, one. Bing. Kev, wow, yeah, you picked yourself here, stupid, huh? Stupid. We're wow. e- I guess we're even. I felt I hot. I just said plain and simple. I hit. My team hits. His team misses. I've got Darnold going for a good game. Maybe I'm wrong. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't. I don't have much more. I, I do think that New England's defense is legit. It'll hold Prescott just a little bit. It could, in theory, also held Elliott. I'm not really sure. Uh, Henry against Buffalo. Do you think that's enough to slow him down? Or do you think he's still going to freaking go off for 40-something points? I just think he's going to get so much volume. um, and he. You love that I picked me. I love it so much because it's going to hurt double bad when you lose. Um, I just, yeah, Kevin is obliterating people. I know. He's literally just... He's on a different level. I know. It's everyone's left in the dust. I know. He's had four weeks in a row. I know. <laughs> Out of how many weeks? Five. I know. Top score. I know. You're going to have to show it to me, Ben. But you're not going to. Kevin's going to win. He's got all – he's just – he's too strong. He's too big. Mm-hmm. It won't fit. Mm-hmm. And you're going to just get ripped apart. So I just that's – what, that's what I see happening to really break it down at an analysis standpoint. I know. Let's go into this Patrick <laughs> P matchup. I hate that. I, I just, yeah, I picked myself. All right. This is the one that I was teetering back and forth. Oh, it's on a close one. No doubt on. about it. That is for sure. Mm-hmm. Honestly, now I'm teetering. No. I'm going with my gut here. Okay. You ready? Yep. Three, two, one. Tis. Wow. We defer on two. Yeah. Defer. We differ. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Connor's comment. <laughs> differ on two. Okay, Patrick I, P. I don't know if uh, if Williams is going to play um, with for for Tiz, so that is what we'll see. That's a big, obviously a big factor. Yeah, that okay. is huge. Yeah, it is. Um, going to play, and Connor won't score this time. James Connor won't score on Baltimore's defense, and Cleveland's defense. Yep, I think Baltimore's defense is better than Sleeper thinks, so that's why I've got you. Are you talking? So hold on. are you talking about Connor or Eckler? James Connor. Connor is playing against Cleveland. Eckler is playing against Baltimore. Whoops. I think that's so, actually better for me, though. So, better yeah. for my point. So, but yeah, Connor, yeah, the Cleveland Browns defense has been tough against the run. Um, yeah, I. No. I, Eckler's not playing the Browns. No, he's not. He's playing oh, Baltimore. Sorry, thank you. Yeah. I literally just watched the Browns carry him into the end zone, so I know what that looks like. Yeah. Sorry, did. I misheard you. All right, continue. Tell me why you're winning. Yeah. Tell me why you're not winning. Tell Man, me why you're winning. I switched it last second. I had myself winning. I really believed in my team, but I just I have to go back to my two best players are on bye. Kamara and Patterson are both on a bye. I'm going to need people like Singletary to pick up the slack, or I'm going to need to make some moves and make some trades this week. And I am willing to make some moves this week. So I'm hoping that I will do that or my team just shows up. But yeah, my two best players sitting on the bench is not a good feeling to have. So I had to give Tiz the edge. And if I win, I will never be happier to give you a point on Pick'em because I know you're going to lose against Kevin, so we're going to wash. So it's a free free pick for me to pick Tiz at this point Uh, (laughs) because I know you're going to lose. So... Nothing like a free pick. I wanted to give that to you. Uh, <laughs> Appreciate it. Yeah, man. So that is uh, that concludes our pick'em segment. I appreciate you and uh, very excited about 
seeing where this takes us. I'm still a little bit worried about the Pacquiao chip. Oh, man. If, if there's anything I'm worried about more than anything, it's the Pacquiao. But I am looking forward to that paid-for lunch or dinner, whatever it is. Yeah, I'm looking forward to you paying for that, too. That's going to be real nice. <laughs> so, yeah. All right. Well, let's go ahead, and uh, that concludes our podcast. So, um, yeah, I love you guys. Thanks for listening. Anything you want to say to the people? Yeah, I mean, we just, we'll just tickle you. We'll beat you. We'll affirm you. Sometime in the future. <laughs> Maybe not next Maybe week. Maybe not next week. We'll talk about it on the intro. We'll get back to you guys. So actually, I guess to conclude, let's not leave it vague. Next week, we will not be doing a podcast. Yeah. I'll be in Orlando on a work trip. So we will not be doing the podcast over Zoom. Mm-hmm. We're taking this opportunity as our primary bye week. Sure. Does that sound okay? I affirm that. I beat that. I tackle it. All right. Well, we'll see you whenever we get back. Fight Club is, you do not talk about Fight Club.